Ghoul and Goblin Theater. <laughs> Holy shit. That's some fun audio issues we've been having for the last hour. That's yeah. uh, that's the way to start an episode, huh? Sure. No. 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 It's not the way to start an episode at all. <laughs> no. So the, the you aren't hearing voices. We do have a, a friend on the podcast today. Right. Murray. Let's just cut to the chase. Our man Stuart, he's back. Yes. Hey. From the award-winning Superman Four episode. I can't even count the awards that are cluttering my house at this point. Yeah. I, I... Do you know what? Do what I heard? Can you confirm that more people uh, listened to that episode of Superman Four: Quest of Peace than actually saw the film Superman Four: Quest oh, of Peace? Is oh that my true? God, yeah. I can confirm that. That's true. That's within Brilliant. the first so day. Double figures. Then I'm happy with that. So I'm, <laughs> I'm very impressed. Hey, I was there. I saw it in the theater. So. Yeah. Oh god, I saw on VHS. <laughs> Did you wear a Superman shirt? Is this like a concert no, tee to yeah. a band? No, we didn't do that shit. Like, like you know, they're talking about like don't come to the Joker movie dresses Joker. We didn't. Nobody did that shit back then. No, it's gone beyond Jeff. that at this point. Yeah. The first one I ever remember people dressing up for um, was probably Batman 1989, where everybody had like Batman T-shirts on. Oh. I can't remember anybody dressing up before that. Interesting. So we're having an issue right now where um, I think it was like the military. Somebody has basically been saying we need to keep an eye on incels during the Joker run. Yeah, that's why I'm not going for the first week because I don't want to get shot. Neither do I. Do you know who's doing that? Though It's the media that's doing it. They're trying to go, oh, look, we need something. They're stirring all that crap up because we see that over here as well. Oh, you think so? Yeah, yeah, I think the media are just going, oh, look, let's... I mean, oh. they're not trying to cause anything, but I think they are trying to... They're trying they're to kill inflaming the box it. office of Joker? Is that what no, I think... <laughs> Probably on fucking Marvel fans. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that is... That is... That's believable. Like, I'm interested Kevin in that Feige's movie. like, Ree. That's why we haven't heard from Pigeons in so long, because he's... Oh, he's, he's uh, right in the middle of it? He's occupying yeah. Joker? <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. I, I mean, I'm interested nope. in it because of Joaquin Phoenix, but I won't see it. It looks great. That's too I'll much see effort. It eventually, but there's a movie theater around the block for me. I won't go see it. That's what we like to hear on a movie podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to go watch no movie. I'll wait till it hits Netflix or some other streaming platform. <laughs> oh man! So <laughs> I'm uh, going to watch it on Quibi. <laughs> <laughs> Stuart, we have a pressing issue to bring up. Me and Murray were having okay. a conversation in post a couple weeks ago. Oh, you're going to bring this up? Oh, of course I am, because this is what we plan to lead off, and I'm going to try to pretend we didn't have an hour of issues to work through. <laughs> what issues? I've, I've just got here. <laughs> I wish. There's no I issues. Um, <laughs> so uh, I was listening to a recent episode of your podcast, and Ooh, you were sorry. talking about... Uh, <laughs> I think it was housing CDs for a friend in your attic. Oh, God, yeah. He's got the Abyss soundtrack. Well, now I've got it. It's amazing. So yep. this is going to get into an issue that me and Murray have. I've gone to multiple people's houses where they have their CD collection in the no, living no, room. No, 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 no. You're trying to let me take over. Sure. <laughs> spin okay. this. Go ahead. Up. Spin us a <laughs> yarn us a tail. This is the no spin zone, motherfucker. All right. Here's the deal. First of all, I want to point out that 
I've always been portrayed unfairly, by the way, as the villain of this show. And the real villain is this piece of shit across the table. You've from accepted me. that crown multiple times. Tubes. <laughs> You're wearing tube socks right now. <laughs> yes, I am wearing tube socks. And I'm getting ready for the movie, which we'll talk about later. But, okay, so Griff revealed this little nugget to me. You were, how old were you at the time? How old oh, was I? When? No, I'm talking to Griff. How old? Now, see, he's oh, already ashamed of it. <laughs> what are you old. talking about? I was, I was in my. I was 12, I was 20, okay. I was 30. I'm a serial CD looker. Shut up. Let me explain the story. Okay, so Griff's 12, old enough to know better. So he's babysitting some neighbor's kids or something. I I love how he's like shrugging like, I don't know what I was doing. Am I, I, <laughs> I don't am know I right which, so far? I told you about so many times I rifled through people's CDs. I don't know which one and you're trying to pull up. No, you up. haven't. See, this is uh, – Stuart, don't listen to him because he's trying to like <laughs> pull a Trump move on us like, like Rudy Giuliani <laughs> where he's just throwing bullshit out at you. Okay, let's cut to the chase. I'm 12. You're 12. You're babysitting for some neighbor. Yes. And so they trust you. They trust you enough with their kids. Yeah. And then while they're gone, not only do you rifle through their CDs, which you don't do that, Griff, all right? This isn't your property. I do that. I do that. Well, you're a piece of shit, too, Stu. Sorry. <laughs> I am. I am. <laughs> but, but, my, so, my parents used to say that all the time to me. I'm so emotional right now. Not only... <laughs> it's going to be okay, son. Not only go, go. do you, you, you rifle through them, you start playing this guy's CDs... Yeah, and then the guy comes home, and he try. I think he like was pissed, but he you knew you were a kid, so we let it slide. So he's like, "Oh, you like what was this? What was the band again?" Um, it might have been Metallica. Yeah, no, no, no. He's changing it. He's trying to make. Oh it no, sound- no! I know exactly who it was. He's I'm trying sorry. To make it sound cool. It's like, it's like John Denver or something. No, not even worse. It's even better. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that? No, that's disturbed. Uh, what was it? Hi, stand alone. <laughs> it's Godsmack. Godsmack. And he's trying to like act like this is normal behavior. No, you don't go through people's shit, Griff. Did you go through his wife's well, panty drawer like later on? Like, and now he looks disgusted at that. How is it any different, Griff? I, I mean, no, you, the bedroom, the bedroom's the bedroom. The living room, all fair game. I thank, think I've gone through people's wow. CDs before. Thank you. Wow, I never know much of low yeah. life dealing with here. It's just because you keep all your CDs in your room doesn't mean everyone does that. I'm the only person who has CDs. No. Anymore, have you? So. Have you? That, that used. That used to be one of the first things I'd do when I go around and visit like a friend's house and I've not been to their house before. Is yeah. oh, ooh, let me difference. let me look at your VHS tapes or your CDs or your albums. Exactly. Stuart, here's the difference. He's a friend. This person is what? basically a stranger. They're and my- you're just like, <laughs> when are you leaving so I can go through your shit? Oh my goodness. I th- I, I I think it only becomes an issue when he starts. Sneaking in open windows and then looking through people's CDs, and they're like, "Oh, who are you? Get out of my house!" I only, I think maybe then it's an issue. But so yeah. if oh, you're invited, it's like a vampire. If you're invited <laughs> into a house, you can do whatever yeah. the fuck you want in that person's house. Is that yeah, it? pretty much. Yeah. Pretty okay. much. As long yeah. as it's in the living room and on a display, just yeah. rifle through that shit. Okay, you have to hide exactly. things. So if the- 
So if the wife's panties are on display in the living room, it's okay <laughs> so to go, go through them. them. So it's pretty much, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Okay. As long as she's not wearing them, because that's okay. like you could ask permission for that shit. <laughs> so this is a Chuck Norris movie we're talking about. Is he thirty or sixty? Can someone answer that for me? He's eternal. I, 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 he is eternal. Yep. But He's, is he? He is, is ageless. I've never seen him as a young gentleman, though. Well, see, this is the Chuck Norris I grew up on. So I the blonde hair and the big stash like you probably know him as like beard guy right he barely yeah I was like where's the beard no this is the real uh-huh. Chuck yeah getting the real he's got a, like the surfer Chuck surfer blonde hair yeah so just quick poll who's for it who's against it it sounds like you're for it uh, I, I I prefer a beard. <laughs> <laughs> Need to, I I hope we never meet in person then because I have a classic Chuck beard, <laughs> a beard mustache. You wish you had a Chuck mustache. You have. A, he had no mustache in this movie. It was just a little bit. I mean, it still was better than what you have. Sorry. Wow. Well, sorry. Don't <laughs> well, like it is. I would I would never see your beard, Griff, because I'd be too busy looking through your CDs. Don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> They're not in my living room, so. I, I would. Point I, I know where them. they are. I'll find. <laughs> I'll find them. I'll find them. Worry about it. Uh, okay. So I. I think I had one uh, thing. Now, what? Where? Where does your history with Chuck begin, Stuart? My history with Chuck probably begins Invasion USA. Invasion. That's a perfect Invasion. place to and, start. And maybe. Maybe missing in action too. Which is technically the first one because it gets all confusing with M films, but the 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 one that's called uh, Missing Action Two, the beginning, I think, is probably okay. My my uh, relationship with Chuck, I caught him once. He was going through my CDs. <laughs> okay. I didn't I didn't say anything though because it's Chuck Norris. So I just let him. <laughs> Man, I bet he would steal a CD or two. Based on the uh, story Pigeon told us, I think he would steal a CD, no. and then his bodyguard would step would. in and be like, "Don't worry about that." No, but I guarantee he'd kick the shit out of somebody who walked through his CD. Bodyguard? Chuck don't need no bodyguard. Chuck's Chuck? bodyguard needs Chuck. Oh. There's a story that you need to hear then. <laughs> yeah, we did it. Did on- you hear the one about it? Did you hear the one about the grenade? Because it used to be in the military, didn't it? It used to be in the Air Force or whatever. He killed 50 people with a single grenade. <laughs> that was nuts. And then the grenade exploded. That's cool. That was quite impressive. <laughs> oh, no. oh, man. Just like CDs were rifling through jokes from the 90s. <laughs> oh, yeah. I hadn't heard that one, though. I liked it. That's good. Man, I, th- this blonde Chuck experience was great for me, though. It, it like ca- it allowed me to refresh what I knew about Chuck. I, yeah, I, I enjoyed it a lot more than I think I should have. Yeah. Where, where did you get? Are you Enjo- also enjoyment. in Nation USA <laughs> for a start? What about Invasion USA? Are you, did you start with Chuck on Invasion? No, no, no. I, uh, shit. I might have been Breaker Breaker, which was like, uh, jumped on that, uh, CB bandwagon from the late 70s. Um, and that's when yeah. he had the mustache. So that's why I think it Chuck. Oh. Or it might have been the Bruce Lee movie. I don't remember. I've got you guys topped easily, by far. My family, around the TV, 8 o'clock, CBS. I want to say Tuesday nights, Walker, Texas Ranger. That's my Chuck beginning. Really? That's after hours. That's way after. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's, he's like. Mind you, you're, you're younger, so you're like 12, aren't you? So. <laughs> I, um, 
<laughs> just as you got done going through someone's CD. Like, oh, Chuck? Yeah, yeah I, I got mm, to the it sound, really The soundtrack to Walker, Texas Ranger. <laughs> Let me put this CD on. Yeah, it was... It's Steven Seagal playing music. <laughs> I'm just amazed oh. you didn't pick up morals from watching Walker, Texas Ranger. It just went, that went right over your head. It was all about ass kicking. There's no episode about rifling through CDs. I don't know. There might be a lost episode. I think we. I think we. A troubled young kid is like going through. It's like next thing you know, he's like sucking dick for like drug money. <laughs> I just remember him using a divining rod to find a chill child uh, buried in the desert. What? <laughs> you can wow. do that. Does that work? Don't let child molesters know that you can actually get a divining rod for kids. That's what he I think did. it only works if the if if the child's had a big drink of water beforehand. That I makes, think it might work. That makes sense to me. Mm. I don't know. I I've talked about Murray about doing micro episodes on like Walker or Renegade, and I really want to visit that. We'll see. Uh, we got an episode to get into, though. Do we want to get to that trailer? We have. Yeah, it's like three in the morning for Stuart right now. So no, it's it's like Christmas Eve now. It's fine. <laughs> okay, so well, this is the kickoff of our Schlocktober uh, month. By the way, Stuart, I want the European perspective. Halloween. Do Europeans yep. give a shit about Halloween at all? We do because we get to watch horror films, and and we get to watch horror films, and then. What we do is on Halloween when all the kids go out dressed up and to go trick or treating, all like six kids or whatever. You, <laughs> That's uh, how it is here you, now. Too. You don't un- you don't answer your door because you're like, why would I? <laughs> I'm not answering the door. <laughs> <laughs> so now it's all becoming sense. Now it makes sense. It's Stuart will go through people's CDs, <laughs> trick or treat, pretty much. You know, it's- so now it's 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 only big. Uh, I mean, you see it on social media and stuff where everybody's like, I'm going to watch 31 horror films this month, and then you watch like four. Aww. but. And I, I include me in it as well, but I've watched uh, I've watched one so far, yeah. and so I'm a day behind. But, You're a day behind. You know, <laughs> te- technically two if you count this Chuck Norris movie. Yeah, yeah, this is technically a horror it's film. A slasher. So. Oh, it sh- sure is. <laughs> I've got I've got a list. Uh, a couple of years ago, I was tasked with doing 31 movies for Halloween, and I I did them all. So, mm-hmm. you did trick or treat when you were a kid, then. Nope, I didn't. No, it wasn't really a thing uh, when I was a kid. Okay, that's what I was so, wondering. Yeah, uh, so now it's no. like become a thing because it's it's like huge everywhere now. You know, is that it? it pretty much. I mean, it, it's the old sort of America sneezes, the rest of the world catches a cold type thing. <laughs> was America did it, and we we watched like Halloween, the Carpenter movies, and all that sort of <sighs> stuff, and then we sort of stole some of it and Ooh. go, oh, we could, well, that's a good you thing know, to steal. bob for apples in water. Yeah. It's a very good thing to yeah, steal. We. Especially in Detroit, yeah. we fucking loved it, like Halloween. So yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I'm assuming you've seen the Crow movie, right? Oh, I love the Crow movie. Oh. I've seen that dozens of times. It's great, <laughs> love it. That's like my other. What, what, what's that one I joke with Sue about? Near Dark. That's he, the Near Dark. He hates Near Dark. Near Dark, I like, but it's, I always think that I'm kind of missing something when I watch that film. It's like I like it. Uh, but I, I don't feel a need to go. Oh, I'm going to watch that again because no. I've not seen that wow. in 20 years. But the the crow, I would happily watch once a week. Why well, just bring the crow up? Because is that the first time you've ever heard about Devil's Night? 
Yes, I actually thought they invented that for the crow, <laughs> so I'm about to learn something new. No, that's it. I, that might be a uniquely Detroit thing. I don't even know if the rest of the country does. I, I think time. that actually is a Detroit thing. Well, it's fine. I want to. I will clear something up for you because you probably think everyone in Detroit sets their houses on fire and <laughs> shit like that. Is that what you thought? <laughs> They don't. No, no, no. I thought you know. <laughs> There's a lot of fires. <laughs> well, when I was a kid, I learned like in the late seventies. It was like Devil's Night, which is the night before Halloween. You just go out, you throw like rotten eggs at people's houses, put toilet paper in the tree. It was like like tame shit. And then somewhere in like the late eighties, people lost their fucking mind and started setting houses on fire. But they were abandoned houses. It wasn't like somebody like went to a house someone was living in and set on fire. Because then there's a tons of abandoned houses in Detroit. But unfortunately, there's people who live next to abandoned houses, and their houses would catch on fire. And then Griff's running in there going, save the CDs! Save the CDs! Oh, yeah, of course he, you know, He's like a ninja. He's like Shokazuki sneaking in, stealing the CDs. I don't want to steal them. I don't want them. You can't find a CD in this house. Well, you can't. Stu can. He definitely can. I, I can tell. But, yeah, no, I don't want to fucking see these. Are you a bit like, like the Wet Bandits out of uh, Home Alone, oh, where absolutely. they went in and turned the taps on, you go in and just put a CD on, oh and then run God. out? I, I am Marv all day. I'm a sticky bandit every day of the week. <laughs> so I'm glad to know that America, we're actually sending something good out in the world, i.e. Halloween, and not just <laughs> awful shit like we normally do. Let's Yeah, like, like Silent Rage. <laughs> let's treat our, our loyal listeners to some uh, Silent Rage. Well, hey, since yes. since Stuart did such a great job last time oh, throwing into the trailer, did. I'm going to throw to you, to you, Stuart. Let's hear your best. Make people want to listen to Silent Rage. People do. People do want to listen to Silent Rage. Uh, I want to be on this podcast. It's now quarter past midnight here in the UK, and I'm here with a wonderful two co-hosts who I like to call Hero and the Terror. They're my favorite sidekicks. (laughs) (laughs) But let's cue the trailer for easily one of the best Chuck Norris films ever, other than probably most of the other ones, Uh, Silent Rage. Columbia Pictures presents Chuck Norris. Master fighter of our time. But not even he could imagine the power of the indestructible man he is about to face. A creation of science whose only thought is to survive. The unstoppable terror of silent rage. Now, Chuck Norris must destroy him. Dan, watch out! In a final battle to the death. Silent Rage. All right, so that was some kind of trailer. A lot of glass smashing. I I actually had to read about like that scene. It sounds pretty cool. The stunts in this movie sound pretty cool. Of course, done by 
Aaron Norris. Of course. Were you the? Was it just me, or you know, at the very beginning of the movie, we see a stained glass window. Weren't you just waiting for Chuck to fly through it, and it never happened? I was waiting to put my own fist through it. I think I'm like, oh, what am I about to watch here? <laughs> yeah, a very what did I pay? Scene. A whole three, three UK pounds I paid for this DVD. Ah, oh, that's like I four dollars American. Like, it certainly is. Oh man, that's enough to buy you shocking. 20 chicken nuggets. <laughs> I mean, it's... Yep, it's enough. I could buy Out for Justice and Marked for Death for that <laughs> in total. Okay. <laughs> I would say watch those two over this one. But this movie is a lot of fun. Well, right. We open. There's this, like, a, it's very artistic. There's just this stained glass window and black background. And I'm waiting for somebody to break that window. Yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting for happen. noise. Chocolate and Very much like our evening started tonight. I'm waiting for noise because I couldn't hear shit from this movie. Well, yeah, I also want to point that out. Did you notice very little, if any, background music in this movie at all? Yeah. Very silent. Oh, probably wasn't in the budget. Probably. <laughs> If if in fact there was a budget, I don't know. Probably... I did like the camera work at the beginning. It was like one single shot of the guy going down the stairs. No, I really... so that was kind of cool. I really liked arty. that too. Um, I appreciated that a movie like this didn't just randomly introduce characters for the fact that they were going to die. Yep. So that was that was actually really cool. Because so... I had no idea what this film was about until I pressed play. I didn't read up on it or anything. I just oh, yeah. bought Same the DVD and, yeah. and put it on. Yeah, we go into yeah, this shit cold. <laughs> This is going to be a Chuck Norris action film. Brilliant. Ray, was, I'm waiting for the guns and the, you know, all this motorbikes and rocket yeah. launchers and hijacked airplanes and everything. He, nope. He doesn't use a single gun psychological in this. thriller kind of thing. We're getting into like, it was. the mind of a killer. I, I want to completely disrupt this whole thing and be like, is anyone... Did we have tension at any point in this movie? Um, uh, no. I, I, I think... Uh, Chuck struggled with undoing somebody's buttons at one point, so there was a bit of like, ooh, is it going to happen? Is it going to turn into kissing in action? Or is it going to be... Who knows? There yeah, was some tension right. in those blue jeans that he was wearing. Yes. Was also that. Yeah, bit, I think he was wearing A little bit too pants. much. Yep, yep. Definitely not the tension they were going for. So we open up, there's this so. crazy guy, John Kirby, sweaty, disheveled, lying in his bed. Was he like a, uh, like renting a room in this house? Was he related yeah, to these people? Th- this is something very uncommon today to like rent a room to a grown man. That was very strange, especially when he looks like the killer at a cobra. Yeah, with all big cheekbones and stuff. I'm like, this guy looks like a crazy killer for sure. And the, he had like newspaper clippings all over his walls. Yeah, I was like. <laughs> were those his killings or like everything about this man was. I shouldn't allow him in my house near my children. Well, the kids were bigger assholes than he was. Like, oh yeah, I would had no problem with them killing the kids. So John is stirring because not only is there a knock at his door, but there's a phone call for him. Well, he's he's losing it, Griff. I'm losing yeah. it. I'm losing it. That was the only lines he said in the movie. I think I'm losing it. I did notice in that yeah, same yeah. shot of him going down the stairs, his nipples were so hard he could have dialed the phone himself. <laughs> he'd been he'd been watching Chuck Norris uh, movies. <laughs> it excited him. 
Yeah, so he stumbles down, and there's this, like, annoying, like, I guess his landlady, his mom. I don't fucking know. I don't know if these were his parents. I, I was like, is this his wife, cousin, sister? <laughs> what is happening? Everything. It was his cousin, his sister, and his wife <laughs> all at the same time. That's how America rolls, man. Yeah, this is in the <laughs> South, so it's believable. It, it is the South. This is one of many movies shot in Dallas, Texas. Really? Mm-hmm. I, look, I did no research for this movie, so I'm glad you did that. It's okay. I did very little as well. Neither did the screenwriters. <laughs> well, we already discussed, uh, what's his name? Mike Norris did it at seven, so. He did. <laughs> So he gets a call. <laughs> he gets a yeah, carry on. <laughs> he gets a call from a psychiatrist, Doctor uh, Tom. Tom. Oh, he's a doctor. I, I think I buy him. my deodorant from him. <laughs> there was other. There's a Doctor Phil later on too. <laughs> oh no, there is. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. So he, he he's like, I'm losing it, Doc. I'm losing it. I'm losing it. And I, I'm assuming Dr. Tom is, like, rushing over to stop him from losing it. So he stumbles outside, and then he does this weird, like, firewood chopping where he's, like, limply, like... Yeah. Uh, he's taking a new take on the brawny man. Yeah. And then the kids are, like, fucking super annoying. They're playing, like, laser tag or some shit. I don't know what yeah. they're doing. And then just, he, what's up? Do you remember? You're probably too young. There, maybe it got over in England. There was a show about laser tag. Like you could like watch the show and like shoot shoot at the screen and shit. It was Captain. No, Sunset. I thank, thankfully don't remember that. Yeah, That's... it was like when laser tag first came out. I never, really I've never weird. played laser tag, so I don't know. Anyway. I don't know why I went off on that tangent because nobody cares. Oh, we, yeah. <laughs> he stumbles into a chicken coop. I'm assuming he chokes a chicken. Yeah. He's a raw he egg. With an axe. No, nobody seems to think, why has he just gone into that chicken coop with a big axe? Not yeah. Because we just no, watched but... him like limply like chop some wood. <laughs> he's not a good wood he's not a great wood chopper, no, was he? No. It's like what are you? Like a guard garden ornament or something? I mean this is this is definitely no, no. very unsettling. This is like the only unsettling part of the movie for me. Just watching this man go outside, grab an axe, and then like rub it over wood. That was very unsettling for me. And then we're assuming he kills some chickens. I don't know. He goes in the chicken coop, stumbles back out, and then he does, I think it's attacks the woman. Yeah, he loses his shit. Yeah, he chases her upstairs, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, he does. Or, or follows her upstairs. In his defense, she was to a which just, nag. She was a nag. What a stupid woman. She, she, the guy's smashing the door down with an axe, and she just thinks, I'm going to just shout for help with the postman. Well, no, get out of the window, <laughs> crazy woman. <laughs> she could have jumped out the Wait, did she jump out the window? She could have no, she tried no. to, and then he grabbed. He, he tried uh, yeah. well, both, at the very last minute. Like, she could have got well out of it. Yeah, I do like that. The one guy tried to stop yeah, her. The Archie guy Bunker. we, yeah. <laughs> I love the sound effect. I have to bring up the sound effect because he tries to hit him with like a chair, like it's fucking wrestling or something. It breaks over his back, and he just turns around and he bonks him with an axe, and it splits his head open. But the sound effect for it was just like. What was that? It's like a sink plunger. Sound budget was really in trouble for this movie. Foley artist. Sound effects. 
So, yeah, so he kills Archie Bunker. He's like, yeah, you dingbat. And he falls down the steps. He kills shines through the door. The old lady, like, screams to the mailman, so he runs to get the cops. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he kills her. And then Chuck shows up. And so all Chuck knows is, is there's a man with an axe who just murdered somebody. And he strolls in. He <laughs> yeah. pulls his gun out. Yeah. Nope. And he's just, like, looking through the cupboards, like, beefaroni. Uh, <laughs> there's a pot of hot water Rifling on the stove. The CDs. <laughs> he's, like... he's looking for the CDs. That's what he's doing. He's trying to find Let's see. This was 82. Steven Murray. CDs. What would he be looking yeah. for? Maybe Thriller might have been out by then. Thriller? That was mm. I'm thinking he's pulling out the soundtrack to Silent Rage. It's a Friday night. Thriller just came out. He's just like, I don't want to pay for that shit. He's like, Saturday Night Fever soundtrack. Throws it in the trash. <laughs> and so, yeah, he's not scared at all he's just doesn't he have his gun out he's just chilling walking around yeah and then the the then john kirby shows up and they they struggle right yeah he gets the john gets the jump on him and they're struggling a little bit in the bedroom uh ooh, sounds like a relationship issue there certainly does yeah <laughs> and so chuck Gets the better of him, and so of John course, jumps out the Norris. window. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what it was about Chuck that John he, was like, "No, I can't yeah. take this man." He gets scared because he's a coward, and so the guy takes off through the window and then leaps down yeah. and runs away. And then uh, the deputy, he's like, "Sheriff, you went that away," but he shoots at him too. Well, he only no, he shoots at the Chuck. Yeah, after Chuck jumps down. And like I, just, I want to point out my least favorite character, Deputy Charlie, played by Flounder oh. from Animal House. <laughs> I gotta believe this was like some Make a Wish thing, like, <laughs> like she's like mentally disabled, yeah. and they're like letting him pretend to be a deputy oh. because there's no way this guy could be a real deputy. And there, and there's a very condescending, like it's okay, pat him on the head kind of thing. I... To give him a real gun, though, so they should like give him a rubber gun or something. Stewart, this is America. We all have a right, no matter how crazy. Have you heard of uh, the Second Amendment? I mean, come on! If you're not strapping, you're pretty much not an American. Me, yep. me, and Murray are pointing our guns at each other during the whole podcast. Like <laughs> now, we're playing Russian roulette while we're doing this. Just, just in case one of us says something that's a little off key, we shoot each other. Bang! <laughs> just, just in that shoulder spot, though. <laughs> I edit it out every episode. <laughs> yeah, we got so good, we hit the same spot every time. So straight, straight through the same bullet yeah, hole. Exactly. That's, that's impressive. That's good. So Kirby takes off for the woods. Right. Chuck, after his near-death experience, when Charles decided to shoot right at his face, you know, he just like Chuck. What the fuck? And carries on, catches John. They tussle a little bit in the woods, you know, well, having a little fun. John tries to hit him with a two by four. There's yeah. like a pile of there's wood everywhere in this place, yeah. and Chuck like blocks it, and then he pins him down with a two by four and like pops him he, in the head. Did he pop him or did he choke him out with it? He might have choked him out. Yeah, he stuck it across his neck, which just clearly worked. You know? <laughs> it's like don't. <laughs> it did. It, yeah, it just. <laughs> I think they even had a pop noise in there too. I don't know. Well, it's kind of like so. So Chuck sort of chokes him out with a little piece of wood, and yet it takes what is it like five or six police officers to put the guy in a car? Oh, yeah. He starts strong. Oh, yeah. 
a plank of wood. Exactly. That's <laughs> how badass Chuck is. So yeah, they they subdue him. They they uh, put the handcuffs on him. Put him in the back of the truck. Doctor Tom shows Dr. up. Doctor Tom shows up. Brings the deodorant. And he's like, "I'm a psychiatrist. I'm sorry. I had no idea. If I knew how fucking insane he was, I never would have let him out of the institute. You know, you know, yeah. my bad." And uh, Chuck's like, "I understand. It's okay. You know." Yeah, while they're having a nice conversation about like human rights, because Chuck's all about it too. He's not like police state, you know. So we get a clip of John in the back seat with the handcuffs, and he breaks them. He's yeah. that fucking strong. Behind his back, too. It's, it's not easy. I've tried. Dude. Dude. Pecks for days. So then he kicks through the door because if you broke through handcuffs, a fucking door isn't going to stop him. Right. No. Yeah. Plank, plank of wood, mate. Plank of wood. Applied properly. You can, you know, write the carotid arteries. Yeah. Chuck can turn anything into a weapon. That's the lesson. He is a weapon. <laughs> he is a weapon. He is. And right, so he gets out, and like like our cops do, and they 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 stand their ground, and they shoot him like one hundred times. It is Dallas, so you're fucked. <laughs> if he had a bazooka there, they'd be like, mm, "It's justified." So they riddle him with bullets, and they go stop. Like right after, as they cover themselves, they're like, "Hey, he resisted arrest." And so, uh, Doctor Tom's like, "I'll take it from here." Yeah, I'm not a coroner, but I'm going to take this body from you. And he's like, okay, whatever. So they go to this. It's like, was this a hospital, a secret lab? What was this place? No, it was like. It's like Frankenstein's lair or it's something. It's Frankenstein's lair slash. It, it, see, Chuck is very anti-science. He's trying to be cool about science in the beginning of the movie. But you see his attitude towards science changes. So, my attitude towards science changed after this movie. I mean, oh, it did. Yeah, yeah. Because we're Frankenstein. My attitude to Chuck Norris movies changed <laughs> after this movie. <laughs> because he's Frankensteining the fuck out of people, and that's what they're trying to tell people. Scientists love Frankenstein's. Well, first they try to just like resuscitate him. I guess he's still alive, even though he's got a hundred bullets in him. Yeah, and then they're like, oh, we're losing him, and they're like. Get mutagen 35. Mitogen. And they're like, we can't use that. We're still testing it. He's going to die anyway. Do it. I mean, who cares about human rights when we got mitogen 35 waiting there for a human experiment? This guy's already dead. It's no big deal. So I've already stole his pinky toe. I'm just going to use this later. I don't even know what for. I just, who cares? It's like a rabbit's foot. Yeah. <laughs> so they inject him mutagen 35, and then they're like, look at his brainwaves. They're off the charts. Yeah. And they're like, you, you're, you're, you've gone mad with power. You're Dr. Frankenstein. We'll let this man die in peace. So and- Phil agrees to that. Yeah, he's finally, like, you're thinking that cooler heads prevail. Let's let science live another day, and let's let this man die a horrible death. Because we've been injecting him. Yeah. Yeah. Kevorkian would have been a nice way to treat this man at this point. Because they've just been injecting him with various things. (laughs) Got some Clorox here. Let's see what happens. (laughs) Spray him in the mouth with Febreze. Let's see what it does. (laughs) 20 cc's of Febreze? Stat. (laughs) And so... 
uh, is it Tom goes out for some reason Chuck is outside shirtless yeah yeah we got blood on his shirt hasn't he so you know <laughs> he's like here's some Febreze <laughs> I, th- I think so yeah that's what it is Maybe. he's like I need some deodorant Tom get me some deodorant there we go I need I need a refreshing twenty yep. four hour just like pure prevention of stank. I think he was I think he was sure at least he was getting X rays, and just, you know because he got kind of fucked up a little in the fight. He, maybe oh, a little bit, yeah. Yeah. or maybe he was just shirtless. I have no fucking clue. I'm I think I think he was just trying to show off the goods. Well, yeah, because he later on he puts a shirt on and then he's like I'm parched. I gotta go to the water fountain. And Thanks, Chuck. Why do we need to know that detail? Well, because while he's slurping on that water, <laughs> he's got those skin-tight uh, action pants on, and this woman walking by just can't help but notice his ass is all out, and she's just like, mm, I like what I see. And then he comes up, and she's like, oh, fuck. It's Chuck. And we, we learn that these two, Allison is her name, they have a history. A little you bit. You don't really go into it. I spent six fucking years. Six years? Six years. He said five. Six, six, six long years. I heard, yeah. yeah. He, can, he can't count. It was it was five Chuck years, which is six <laughs> years for everybody else. <laughs> like dog years, but right. not different. <laughs> and, and so we learned some Chuck broke her heart, obviously. You know, you obviously. can't be held down by one woman. Well, I, I think I looked it up at this point. Chuck is 42. Okay. This woman also has the early 80s problem where I can't age them. So, 50? <laughs> no, I don't think she was 50. <laughs> Chuck would never date any woman younger or older than him. So, no. I'm going to say 30. Well, Chuck's current wife is 25 years younger than him. Wow. She he dumped his wife, who is his co-star in uh, Walker Texas Ranger, for a younger woman. It it, it broke Walker Texas Ranger for me. So he's doing some method acting. You're thinking here? I think so. Because he basically, obviously, didn't care about Allison. Because he's like, oh yeah, we used to date. Yeah, I how's it going? I don't know how to explain his motivation here. And then she like slapped him right, and then walked off. He didn't even flinch. Well, no, no. I mean, come on. He, he He's like, up... somebody leave a window open? <laughs> <laughs> he went up against the terror. He went up against this Frankenstein monster. He can, he he can take a He raged slap. against this guy. Yeah. And we, we didn't and even then... talk about how quiet that first scene was, did we? But who cares? Let's go on. So we, the Tom comes out. We learn that Tom is the brother of Allison. Apparently, Chuck never met any of the. It was just straight up booty calls. Like he never met her family. It's just like no retreat, no resender. <laughs> brother sister connection, but fuck, no one notices. And he's like, "Why you used to fuck this guy? Wow, what happened? Why did you fuck that up?" And she's like, "Well, it's it's complicated." And he's like, oh, "Brother's always the last to know." So, Charlie had to, like, leave with the cop car for some reason. Because we need some excuse to get Allison and Chuck together. Yeah, Charlie, I mean, Chuck tells Charlie, get the fuck out of here. He's like, I'm working here. Look (laughs) at this. Look at this place. Forget about it. You ain't got no chance. It's like, Charlie, look. Vending machine. Go go eat Mars bar. Go get one. Mars bar. (laughs) Whatever you say, Charlie. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. 
And so so Chuck gets the lift from Allison, and we get the rehash again. You know, I haven't heard from you in six years. He's like, hey, I got busy, baby. You know, what's the deal? It's very hands-on. She's got ten. What's the proper hand signal? Ten and two? Ten and two. Yeah. And Chuck's basically got his hands at ten and two on her tits. Just dialing those stations in. And she's like, get off me. I'm trying not to swerve. Come on, Chuck. You're better than this. This is why I love this movie, though. Chuck the fucking creep. Right, because I never, I didn't think Chuck ever fucked in his whole life. Like, he's so asexual in every other movie <laughs> that I was, like, so shocked that he wants to fuck, let alone he does it. Yeah. Yeah, I always assume- He fucks people up. I- That's what he does. He fucks right. people up. He- he- yeah, but n- not with them. He just does it in such a way where I'm like, he's afraid of emotions at all times. He's like, I have to show everyone I'm such a tough guy all the time. Right. I think th- this might be an example of that. I don't even know how Chuck Norris has a child. I don't. I never. Even th- he's got he- like eight kids. There's got to be Aaron being one of them. <laughs> Who wrote this movie? <laughs> There's got to be some kind of Rumpelstiltskin thing where he, like, spun some th- straw to gold and he got a kid in return or something. I just, I always thought he was like a Ken doll, like, down there. Dude. And that's why he can do those kicks, because there's nothing down there to get in the way. Well, they put that shit in slow motion in that, and you can see that he's not really doing those kicks very well. I, I think that he reproduces, because when he's, uh, how should we say, amusing himself on a long time, his his <laughs> sperms are so tough that they kick their way into somebody's womb <laughs> and just make a little Chuck Norris. You will have my. So I don't think there is any emotion whatsoever. It's like a, a raiding party, isn't it? Well, as we learned in the early '80s, guys, no means yes. So we just immediately. Yeah, it, do, it does in these films, doesn't it? We go immediately from the car to them fucking in in the bedroom. Yeah, it's literally like a face slap from <laughs> Allison to Chuck. And she's like, no means no. Snap, they're in bed. There's a titty in the camera. <laughs> what? It's bad. Which I've d- never seen in a Chuck movie. I know you're complaining to her about this movie. I'm like, have you ever seen nudity in a Chuck movie before? Come on. I've, I've seen uh, the top half of him nude in pretty much every <laughs> Chuck Norris movie. Okay, but that's no, a good there's point. Been no, that's been no emotion whatsoever. Yeah. Nope. He was smiling a lot in this, at least. I bet he was. Yeah. <laughs> so, th- th- I think he did another movie with the same director of this movie. Um, I don't remember what it's called. Good, guy, good Guys Wear Black. Okay. I haven't seen it, yes. but I know what it is. And yeah. based on the pictures I saw that, we have to watch it because he also got frisky in that one. And so this, I think I've seen that one a long time ago. This director brought the horniness out of Chuck. He, he's like, he brought the freak out of Chuck. <laughs> I really, I really hope in that movie there's some pumps in it. I really want to see Chuck just come to town. Well, what I loved about the scene was, like, obviously he's got done fucking, and then he's ready for round two. It's like, no, all right? And it's like, you guys just finished fucking. What's the issue? Like, she's almost like we didn't do it anymore. She's just like, I'm still mad at you. Yeah. You blew my mind. You blew my world. But I'm mad at you. And he's like, come on, baby. You know you want the ch- But then she blew him. Yeah. And so <laughs> they just cut at the scene right there, right? It's just like they're at a they're at a stalemate. 
We don't know if they're going to get together. Cut to Charlie in a diner. <laughs> you don't know how common this is in America, man. Every, every time you're driving down a random road, you find a, a diner like this. And so uh, he's getting his omelet. It's the next morning. Chuck, I guess, is going to meet him there. Charlie, Charlie's eating four cheeseburgers. Chuck gets the omelet. Isn't he? He's got like two That's plates. True. He's got. It's like, he's come on, meals. seriously. That's, yeah, yeah. It's a normal American lunch store, you know. Don't, yeah, don't it really it. is. Charlie is the real American here. Chuck is the American dream. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. The American fantasy: what we think we are, and then what we are. Yeah, that seems about right. But then, what's for this woman that walks over to him in the diner, though, with like her boobs hanging out? What? What? That is a bad design fault on that denim top. Or is it a good design fault? No, man. Uh, If you went to one of our local, like, suburb county fairs, it's not so much boobs these days. It's more asses. Like, my brother was at the local fair with his kids, and he was just like, there's so many asses hanging out these days. What is happening? I don't know. Not a body shaming, I guess. In the 80s, is all about boobs. Yes, 80s was a very boob-central yep. decade. Yeah. And, oh, I love the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> and so, not only is her boobs right, she's got tattoos to really accentuate them. And she's, I guess she's just fucking with Charlie. She has no interest, but she's t- taunting him, teasing him. I think she's a little into it. She's a little ch- chubby chaser? I think she was the best character in this movie. <laughs> yeah, she was. Thank you. Yep. I just yeah. her arc seems very real to me. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so does her chest. <laughs> she likes the power, she likes a little chub. She likes that he's got that cute little young face to him. You know? Okay. She wants his cheeseburgers, that's what it she is. She also I wants think. the cheeseburgers. She's She's like, I want his meat. <laughs> yeah. And she's also the biggest member of the gang. That's what I thought was funny. Everyone else is like these little shrimpy guys. She she was. She was towering over them. <laughs> so Chuck shows up. He's like going to give all the details to Charlie, play by play. Yeah. About and, his fuck night? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And he's, he's like, hey, give me that omelet with onions. Omelet with onions? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I, I don't get it either. But uh, the... Uh, Obviously, the bikers have issues with cops, and they see he's got the cowboy hat on. Yeah, start trying to antagonize him. Hey, right. cowboy, what you gonna do? You know, no one can fuck with us. We're the biker gang. Look at this girl's boobs. <laughs> tattoos on them. Look at her tattoos. Chuck. Yeah. yeah. Spell correctly. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly not uh, just like, uh, what do they call those? Temporary tats. No. They're Chuck. so real. Calm, cool, and collected. He doesn't even give him time of day. Charlie's a little pissed. He's getting bothered by it. Definitely. He actually thinks he's a shot with his chick. So he's like, he really. Hey, Charlie's like, oh shit, my cheeseburgers are going cold. <laughs> I need to get back in there. Well, you've been talking. Who stole my garnish? <laughs> well, you've been talking. I haven't been eating. What's wrong with me? So Charlie, he's like, you know, I'm just. I don't know if I'm cut out for this work, you know, and. Then uh, good old Chuck puts his arm around him. He's like, there, there, little man. What happened to Charlie's parents? I think they're dead. Charlie's? I think he Is ate them. Charlie? Yeah. Yeah, Charlie. 
Charlie, well, I, like I said, I think he was in some group home or something. He just wandered off, and he's like, I want to be a cop now. And they're like, here's your gun. I want to be a police officer. <laughs> That's pretty much our police force here. America is too big. Oh. That's the problem. Oops. So we go back to the lab, Griff. What's going let's, on with Let's go with to back to the lab. Tom, He's probably dead still, right? Well, maybe not. Because Phil goes, hey, you, know, you know, Tom, I know I told you about that shit. I was going to let him die in peace, but check this out. And, <sighs> and so he pulls out a scalpel and he goes, they start, he does like a grid on the guy's chest and they start playing tic-tac-toe on his chest. Oh, yeah. And they're like, hey, wait, it's, I mean, I like doing that, but it's healing. What's going on here? It's like Wolverine. Exactly. I heard that Hugh Jackman actually watched this movie to study for his role as Wolverine. I'd appreciate that. He's I think the, I would like the Wolverine movies more to know that. And so he's like, think of it. We could cure every disease with this. He's he's healed. And, and Tom's like, maybe you're on to something here. you know. But we need more tests. Yeah, we need 5 million more units of Mitogen 35. He's like, 22 is insane. What are you talking about? And it's like, hey, man, <laughs> you got it. Might as well use it. I mean, if this works, think of the money. This is, this is how American healthcare works. You know, it's all about let's just make as much money. That's why insulin costs $4,000 a week now. I don't know. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah, it's expensive. Yeah. How much? How much would this stuff cost then? This uh, number thirty-five. Oh, Cons- I've got enough money. I'll just buy the thirty-four. Yeah. <laughs> Considering what it point. does, I think uh, only Jeff Bezos would own it. Maybe Zuckerberg. Mm-hmm. And they would just be like jumping off buildings all the time, like bitches, we can't die. Right. <laughs> Maybe that's how Tom Cruise keeps doing what he does. He's high as a kite on this mm. stuff. No, that's because Scientology Possible. is real. So this justifies oh. why they need money for like ten lifetimes because they're never going to die. So it all makes sense. So uh, our man Chuck, Chuck shows Dan. up. He's like, "Hey, about that body? You done with it? Yeah, death certificate. Maybe I could actually get the body. I've got a Bronco out front. Let's just chuck her in there and get on with our day." Why? Why would the sheriff need the body though of a guy who's just like? Just you know, a dead person. I, would the sheriff go? I'm here to collect. Because it? no, this, I don't think it would. Well, What's they were supposed for? to take it to the morgue. I don't know why they were allowed to take the body to the lab to begin with. I yeah, mean, this wasn't like an official lab, like a hospital. It was a lab. It was a science lab instead of a hospital. So I think that's what the issue was. So he wants the body, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we'll we'll get it for you." Yeah, hold on a second. And uh, what's happening, Griff? You just need to talk up. You're pigeoning us. My mouth us. is like right on this fucking mic. Well, use a larger voice. I'm talking like Seagal for this episode. Thank you. Has anybody seen Murray? <laughs> <laughs> Murray. <laughs> Let's go get that glass dragon for you. Get you amped up. I'm lost, so why don't you take over from there? 
so Chuck wants you just you just won over by the beauty of Chuck Norris without being. I was just thinking of Chuck Norris without his shirt, and I got discombobulated. It's all right. It's also yeah. these pictures I have across the back of my wall here of Chuck just strutting. Um, so he wants the body, and Phil comes out and just like, oh, here's the thing: there's no body. I have to do more tests, and he's like, I got to take these to the official morgue. No, 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 no. This body's with us. This we're we're doing science stuff with this. You wouldn't understand it. Your small conservative brain. You don't understand science. We're turning this guy into a Frankenstein. That's what you think, don't you? Climate change is real, bitch. Get out, Chuck. Walk. It just so happens that Allison walks up. And she kind of disputes. She settles things. She's like, here's the death certificate. And Chuck's still trying to make sure he locks that down. So he's like, okay. I'll I'll walk away from this. But I'm not happy about it. Okay, so they set up a date. I think by while that's going on, it's like, I guess Tom gets kind of a conscience. And he starts arguing with Phil. It's like, we can't do this. This is... This is uh, unethical. So this Tom Tom walks out, right? And quits. Yeah, Tom gets fired by Phil. I don't get why Tom is even doing surgeries because he's a psychiatrist. He's both. He's a double, uh, double, uh, triple, double threat. I guess it's not very common around here. Well, that just shows how amazing Tom is that he can be a psychiatrist and a surgeon. I mean, and married to an artist well, all at the same time. <laughs> And he looks like a young Al Pacino as he well. Really? If you look at his mannerisms. Like, I could have been in The Godfather, for God's sake. I could play Michael Corleone. I think he could. I liked him. He could. Well, yeah, if you're married to an artist, you've got to have two jobs because they ain't making any shit. So <laughs> it, it's getting a little tense up in here, Murray. Can we relieve this tension a little bit? Yeah, this is like strike number one why I hate – well, strike number ten, I think, why I hate Charlie in this movie. Because Charlie, all, all he's really good for is driving. And I think cause Chuck doesn't like to drive, so he keeps Charlie around. So Charlie goes, you know, I just don't know if I'm cut out. He just got that pep talk earlier, and he's already still like, I don't know if I'm cut out for this shit. And let me tell you a story about when I was a child. He basically admits that he's a serial killer, basically. Yeah. Because he's like, yeah. I got this, uh, my mom gave me a dog when I was like seven years old. And because I was going through people's CDs and she was like worried about me. <laughs> so he was a little white dog and I got him a little dirty. So like, I'd be totally creeped out if I was hearing this story. Chuck just takes it like it's no big deal. He's never heard of a dog, I think. <laughs> he's like, what is dog? <laughs> so he's like, Okay, so I put him in the toilet, and I washed him, because that's what you do. I thought the washer was a bad idea, <laughs> so I put him in the toilet. So there's actually thought behind it, too. That shows what a sick fuck Charlie is, because there was a thought process. He's like, and then I need to dry him, and, you know, it's, you're not going to put a dog in a dryer. That's crazy. So I took him to a deep freezer my mom has. <laughs> I put him in it. And then I fucked off and went playing for like 10 hours. And then when I got home, my mom's like, why the fuck is there a frozen dog in my deep freezer? And I was like, uh. Chili dog. And, and I was, he's like, oh. And then 
I'd be immediately like, we need. Can you hand me your gun right now, Charlie? And like, lock this fucking <laughs> yeah, guy up. Pull, pull, Go ahead. Pull over, please. Pull Charlie. over. Yeah, give me the yeah. key. Pull over. Give me the key. Get, and give me your gun. Get out of the car. <laughs> you no longer work for the force. Uh, here's a crazy fuck. Here's a number of a doctor. But no, he's like, well, I don't want. I still want to like uh, stomp on your Second Amendment rights. I'm not going to ask you for your gun. You know, <laughs> oh insane. no, no, stay strapping because you're even more in trouble now. So I'm guessing Chuck is a little creeped out, but he needs his driver. So I think like, it was all about distraction at this point. Exactly, because he notices in the corner of his eye there's a bar with all these motorcycles, and he's like, hey. We haven't fucked with a biker gang in a while. It's like, these guys, they're not committing any crimes. Well, but. Chuck told them to leave town, and he sees that that bike that he knows belongs to that one gang member with the headband. I love this. Like, they're doing, so far they've done nothing illegal, and it's like, leave fucking town. All, all he's done is antagonize a little bit, and the girl came on to Charlie, <laughs> and Chuck is so offended, he's like, spin this skiff around. <laughs> And so they do a fucking crazy-ass stunt in the middle of the road. Aaron Norris spent nine days perfecting this. He was doing the stunt. He's he's had a fat suit on. Yeah, you can actually look at the passenger, (laughs) and his hat is suddenly missing because Chuck wasn't in the car. Uh, But they turn around, and uh, we're about to have an old-fashioned bar fight. And not just any bar, but this is apparently the Texas Rangers during this time always went to this bar. And by Texas Rangers, I don't mean actual Rangers. I mean the baseball team, the Texas Rangers. This, this was, was their club. This was a real bar. It looked like some fucking This was set. a real bar. Yeah. yeah Texas Rangers must have really sucked. In Unless I am to be as lying to us, which they well, might yeah, be. So they, who they the fuck cares? Are. So probably the coolest fight, right? Yeah, bar, the bikers are having a great old time. They're just drinking. Everything. Nothing's going. Nothing bad's going on. Boops everywhere. Boops again. Everywhere. everywhere. Now, how did we feel about Char- Charlie actually manning up in this scene? Does he man up, Stuart? Do you remember this scene? Uh, yeah, I've got this scene playing. I'm following the movie as we. Well, we know nice. he's standing there. I mean, he's got he's he's got his hands on his hips, so maybe that I don't know is that man enough? Or? In Chuck's defense, well, he's, he's, the bar the bartender does have a noose around his neck and is like, has, and he's, like, he's yeah. Got. So there are some <laughs> shenanigans going on. Shenanigans. <laughs> See, in America, we call nearly murdering somebody <laughs> shenanigans. I don't. Yeah, it's people kidding around. You're right. I mean, any time. harm. What's smiling? But Charlie shows up. He walks in. Chuck says, "Just f- stay quiet and follow my lead." And instead, Charlie yells out, "All you motherfuckers, get up against the wall!" We well, saw that girl that he likes, so he wanted to like impress her. That might have been it, and it worked. Because she walks straight right over to him. He's like, hey, you want to see these? Pops the tits out. She's like, they're almost as big as yours, Charlie. And Charlie's <laughs> like, go you know. And then Chuck's like, reading the, reading the scene, he's like, you wait outside. You're, you're, you're titty blind right now. I'm going to take care of business. <laughs> so Charlie, like a fucking five-year-old, immediately gets on the horn with the TV. I just saw some titties. Dude. 
How did you not? But he he leaves. He leaves Chuck in a bar with about four hundred gang members. Yeah. Okay, I'll go wait in the car. <laughs> that's not manning up at all. Like... But still, he does say getting up against the wall, you motherfuckers. He uses a commanding voice. And then when shit true, starts to go true. down, he immediately runs outside, and he's like. I'm going to think I'm going to ask her to marry me. Because it's the first tits he's ever seen. So he's just in love, you know. <laughs> he's talking all day about the tattoos and stuff. Oh, wonderful. Chuck's inside getting battered. He is. It's not good. Is. Go help Chuck. Poor Chuck is getting battered, but it's it's not so bad because, I don't know, he must be on that Mitogen 35. Because he's getting pool sticks. He's getting chairs. He's getting stomped all day. And he just pops right back up. Just like some you know, some mutagen 35s coursing through his veins. That's how he just pops up. And then he just commences to just fuck everybody up in this bar. And he's just roundhouse this, roundhouse that. Yeah. Kills everybody. This, this is like one of the best bar fights until Out for Justice comes out. <laughs> well, yeah, because I didn't notice any hot dogs at all in this scene. <laughs> Oh. Who's hot dog is this? I don't remember oh. hearing that. Oh my god! I just <laughs> I love that scene. Just him knocking over with these flail little wrists that he runs with. Ah! Oh. When you did you listen to the Alfred Justice episode yet, Stuart? The which Alfred one? Sorry, this one we just did. Did you listen to that yet? Yes, I just listened. To, I love the cigar ones you guys do. It's amazing. Yep. Was even though I am a self-professed <laughs> fan of Steven Seagal, I still love the episodes because he deserves every bit of flack. <laughs> so like, yeah, I have no yeah. problem like enjoying his movies, but he did is you, kind of a shit. Did you hear that he was joking? He was on set and he said, uh, "I can survive being choked out. I'm immune to it." So one of the stunt guys choked him out, and Steven Seagal was not yeah, immune I'm, to it. He yeah, actually I'm choked him out. <laughs> Amazing. Himself did it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Brilliant. So you did hear the classic line, "Whose hot dog is it?" We, we were, I guess, we had some, we yeah. had some technical difficulties with that. Yeah, we were trying so. to bring that up when we were in our early hours, but ugh, that time, the only thing I couldn't hear was the clips. So you guys were like, yeah. "Here's yeah, the clip." Yeah, yeah. I did. It was no clip. I have, so I, I just made up my own. Dialogue. I have no idea what happened with the audio in that because it was the same file. But I, I re-uploaded it. Yeah, those clips are missing. But so if, you, yep. the, if you re-downloaded it, it should be available. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it fucking sucked. I was really annoyed to find that out. <laughs> Good episode, though, Thank so you. don't worry about it. Let's get back to Chuck. You're He's welcome. fucked up everybody. The only one guy left yes. is the, the leader of the biker gang hiding yeah. behind the bar. So he – apparently they drove one of their, their motorcycles inside the bar. Because that's what <laughs> bikers do. That's what I would do. And so he's like, I got to get out of here. So he, like, starts up his, his uh, motorcycle. And I forget what Chuck did. Did he roundhouse him? No, Chuck just scared him off. And he just he just fucking drove his motorcycle oh, through I thought, the window. Okay, I thought he did something to him to make him go, like, want to go through the the window. Maybe he kicked him in the face. I don't remember. Either way, the motorcycle goes out the window. The biker hits the fucking, like, uh top of the window yeah gets decapitated dies <laughs> dies he and might then die. like charlie's like you didn't hurt my girlfriend did you and he's like no she's okay i only punched her a couple times once in each day <laughs> <laughs> uh so uh 
I think it was. Tits. We joined Chuck back at home, and not Charles, but Dan, aka Chuck Norris. Dan Stevens. I, I hate that there's a character in this named Charles. I hate it because when we say Chuck, it might mean Charles. I don't think there was Charlie. There's nobody named Charles. I mean, there. I, I technically, yes, Charles is Charlie, but nobody was called Charles in this movie. I, I, I want to point out for all comic nerds, Chuck's character is named Dan Stevens, who's also the artist who created the Rocketeer. So, there you nice go. Some nerd knowledge for you. So Chuck's preparing at home. What Get is he? What is he up to? With he's, Allison, he's got like nine records laid out. Did you notice his CDs were all covered? Yeah, nope. nobody. Pretty sure you did. I, oh, I absolutely <laughs> yeah. noticed that because I was like, "What the fuck? I want to look through those and see what you're into." He put out four records, though. And so he's basically saying, judge me on these four records. In which case, fuck you, Chuck. I want nothing to do with you. Well, not only does he have his records out, he's got like 10 different tube socks laid <laughs> out on his bed. And he's like, what am I going to Because he's got, a, he's got a hot day with Allison tonight. So, and he knows he's going to get a bit lucky if he's got his tube socks on. Oh, yeah. So he's just like, hmm, which will I wear? Ah, this pair. So while he's putting it on, Allison just walks in his house. Yeah, that, I, very I, Griff like. <laughs> she's, she, she's like, "Well, I saw you, Straight so I can CD walk collection. in your house." Okay, I'm not even gonna lie. I would do this if I was fucking Chuck Norris and I walked up to his house and I saw him there putting on tube socks. I'd be like, "Yeah, what's up, dude? I'm walking in your house." Would, would you would you be fucking Chuck Norris? I don't know. Is, is, is he won you all? Uh, no, not at this point. But in the eighties, maybe uh, blonde haired mustache with a beard. You're like, I'm in. Yeah, the problem I have is like zoomed out. I'm like, oh shit, Chuck. Let's get in on that. <laughs> but once you zoom in, and it's just like it turns into a desert disaster. I'm like, no, stop faking. Stop lying to me, Chuck. He's well, we got to point out that Chuck's—he—it's like a like a wind. It's like a see-through door. I don't know what you call it. It's, it's glass. Yeah. So she sees it's a him screen door, but it's a window door. Yeah. So she sees him putting the tube socks on. So she's just hot and bothered. She just immediately just walks in. Yeah. And Chuck knew she was there. He's like, "Oh, Allison, how's it going?" Finishes putting the tube socks up. Nope, oh, dropped your phone, huh? <laughs> I got fucking, like, thinking about Chuck and Tube sucks. See? We're on the same team here. <laughs> we would tag team Chuck. So they're like, you know what? He's got he's shirtless, of course, because he's shirtless in half the movie. And he's like, about that dinner, how about we just forget about that and go straight to dessert? You mean forget about it? Forget about it. Forget about <laughs> it. Yeah. Allison's like, I'm looking for Richie. Have you seen Richie? <laughs> Did anybody see Richie? <laughs> And so Chuck <laughs> puts on his best fuck music, and we get this great song. His girl. best fuck beret. In fact, I want to hear a little bit of it. Let's let's play that song while we're talking about it. Oh, yeah, you just want to okay, put that on. Because it's, it's the only music in the movie. And so we get the most bizarre fuck montage I've ever seen. They're in bed. Chuck, I don't even think Chuck fucks. I don't think Chuck was even, because he's got his pants on at all times. He's got the action pants on. I think he was wearing them in the first sex scene too. I don't think they ever even had sex. I'm really, I'm really. I know what we think of sex scenes. We talk about them all the time. When we go off air, all we do is talk about the sex scenes. Stuart, 
How'd you feel about these sex scenes? D- these ones? Uh, uh, I'm, I don't think Chuck has sex. He, he's with no. me. I don't oh, no, so. I mean, we know it, he doesn't have the, sex. The, they're kind of, the music. The, the scenes are... The scenes are kind of weird in a Chuck Norris movie. This is the first time I've ever seen him making love to anything other than a rocket launcher. <laughs> this is why this movie. So it was, it was it was kind of weird. Did... And then you got Katie Seagal from Sons of Anarchy, yes. who's the vocalist for the song. It's kind of yeah, weird. I, I, like, I just found right. that out tonight, and I wanted to bring that. What up. she That's sings awesome. the song yeah. that we're here, we're listening to yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah. Katie Seagal. Awesome? Yeah. No relation to Steven no, Seagal. Yeah, absolutely yeah, no relations. Katie she Seagal can actually is a, sing. He could, he could do yeah, it. Yeah, and me. she's actually a treasure. We we adore her here. We do. Um, so, okay, I, first I, we get, they're on a bed with a Al Leong fruit tray. It's just pineapples and Budweiser beer. It's beautiful. Well, it's not, they're... It's not that beautiful because Chuck basically just kind of kicks it off the bed. It's like, why is this I mean, fruit tray on the bed? We're talking about fruit tray. See, that would be better. Like, a, a, a fruit, a cucumber would have been more use, really, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh, jeez. That, that's in his pants. This, that could have. <laughs> <laughs> but and then we switch to they're their in a hammock. It's like the weirdest yeah. fucking montage I've ever seen. And they're really, he's really. See, do you see how fast, the fast they're going know, in the like, hammock? They're going to get aggressive. sick. One of them's going to go. I, I, isn't it? They're going to spin around. It's like situations gravity. where, like in the old days, where you couldn't show people fucking, so you'd sing, like you'd see a train going in a tunnel. It's this insinuation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Champagne cork. Because I was going to say, I'm, yeah. I'm a hammock oh, owner, and I know that the physics don't work out in this way. <laughs> they don't work out at all. They do when Chuck's on it. But of course, there's also a Alien food tray in the scene as well. Right. And in the fury of things, he kicks it over. Right. Because they're. Their fucking is so crazy. That's a metaphor for orgasm right there. Oh, is it? Yeah. It's called kicking the fruit tray. Hey, I just learned something. A little euphemism for you. When you're you're about to finish the D, it's called kicking the fruit tray. You you fruitism. Fruitism. (laughs) Then we see like... Fructose. Then we see Chuck climbing a tree. It was like really this weird. That was the weirdest. You know what? We should send that one to some colleges to study because I don't know what was supposed to happen there. It broke my brain. See, either way, we we end it. They're like on a deck, and like, whoo, he's got the towel around his neck again. He's like, wow, that was a that was a great fuck scene we just had. It's the first <laughs> fuck montage we've ever had. I hope it's not the last. I really do too. I hope uh, good guys wear. Keep watching, keep watching Steven Seagal movies, oh. and you'll probably Imagine get some how nauseating yeah, a Seagal it's fuck montage would be. Like you know, eating food. It's probably on a couch. I've watched like five Seagal movies, and he's only fucked in um, Hard to Kill. That I everybody wants to fuck him. That's the crazy thing. Oh no, everybody wants to fuck him, but Hard to Kill is the only one I could think of where somebody quote fucks him. And then they get killed, like, immediately. Yeah. <laughs> and so he's like, hey, why don't we uh, go to my uh, cabin in the mountains later tonight? Yeah. And he's like, she's like, yeah, it sounds good. So while that's going on, Tom, he, he returns home. We learned, we, you said earlier, we see his wife, the artist. Nancy, painting beautiful portraits. It's abstract as fuck. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah, if you can't paint, it's fine. And I can't. Uh, 
Was her art studio on a porch? Because it was like there's like a window that went into her art studio. Dude, they had the coolest fucking house ever. I loved it. I, uh, I yeah, it, it was like an outside studio type of thing. But Tom comes in and he's hot and he's cold and he's he doesn't know what he is. He's exhausted. Phil's bugging him. This is the this this is the work life of an American. So he comes in. He slumps over. And she hits us with that classic American line. Hey, bet you want a pizza. And, <laughs> I want yeah, a pizza. right? We all do. <laughs> so She's like, I got some Domino's coupons. He's like, <laughs> and he's like, fine, if you get it, you know, I'm I'm into it. So she takes off. It's daylight, by the way. And then it's immediately nighttime. So I don't know what happened with this pizza transaction, but apparently she's either fucking somebody or getting art. I think she took the same route I took to get here today. Maybe. Because there was, like, fucking train and all this bullshit <laughs> in the way. Yeah. And so he's hungry, man. He's, you know, he's, he missed his lunch earlier. I have so, so many questions about this exact scene. So a very odd transition. It's, like, midnight now. So he has a midnight snack, <laughs> open, opens up the fridge, pulls out a giant salami. Slaps Is it his, salami? I don't know. It, it, it was probably too big for a salami. I thought bologna. It could have been a bologna. It was big. It's cho- it's from it Chuck. <laughs> it's his uh, it's his stunt dick. And it flops it on the table, whips out this fucking two-foot Rambo knife. <laughs> Slices a nice little <laughs> slice of the bologna off. He rips the plastic off with his teeth. Like, who does this? He's hungry. He's been waiting for this pizza for five hours. <laughs> it's a good point. Five hours. And he he just takes a piece of uh, bologna and then just leaves everything on the table and goes down to the basement. <laughs> and, and we learn not only is he a surgeon, a psychiatrist, he's also in his spare time a photographer. Of course, of course he is. <laughs> so he's got like... The the red light on. He's looking at. I don't know. I'm I'm just guessing that him and his wife have some kind of like swinger type life, and they got some crazy pictures. And he's ch- it's photos of Chuck actually, <laughs> probably outtakes of Chuck with Chuck his shirt off. Sex with his wife. He's like he's cool with it. And <laughs> while that's going on, we see that our man John Kirby. He's like Michael Myers lurking outside watching. And he's like, man, I got to have me some of that bologna, man. So he goes into the house, cuts off a big slab of bologna, grabs that knife, and he follows the Tom down to the basement. Tom, just as he's about to stab Tom, Tom spins around. And did you notice what was going on with John Kirby's like outfit? It was like this like plastic sweatsuit. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? I don't know what it was. It's like he fell out of a science fiction film from yeah, 79. Yeah, it looks, looked like something from like Logan's Run or something. Like, <laughs> yeah, it did. What film am I in? Yeah, I don't it know. Like, it looked like those things like like if you're like a wrestler or a boxer and you're trying to like lose weight and you put out the plastic shit on because it'll make you sweat. It was just really weird. I think Logan Run is the most appropriate uh because that's all I could see. But the other thing that bothered me about it was the socks 
pulled over the shoes. Yeah, that was the look. It was tube socks. You got to show them off. <laughs> it reminds me of something what uh, Kanye would do today. And he would say he invented it. Exactly. So when Kanye does it. You heard it here first on Golden thank Globus you. Theater. Yep. Silent rage. So uh, he almost kills Tom. Tom gets away. Yeah, he tries to reason with him. He's like, come on, you know, snap out of it. Yeah, he, well, once he gets out of the basement and gets his gun, because, of course, he's packing heat. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's Texas. Right. So he locks him in, like, some room, and he's like, John, I'm going to come in. I'm packing heat. Don't, don't fuck with me, dude. Stay on your own ground. You know the law. As long as you say, that's what I let you know, Stuart, if you ever come to America, if you say stay on your ground, you can do whatever you want. You yeah, can shoot somebody as many times as you absolutely. want. Absolutely. Just make sure you say stand your ground. I that's, fucking waterboarded somebody after I told them I'm standing my own ground. Even though it took f- five hours to strap him down. So like a, good, like a good American does, he just unloads on John. John goes down. John's dead, right? Wrong. He just walks back downstairs, getting himself a nice slice of bologna. <laughs> John pops right back up. <laughs> Apparently, uh, Tom didn't get the message. This guy can heal himself, even though he was just there earlier. He's, he's watched the demonstration. <laughs> yeah, he's clearly never seen Halloween as well. Heard that, yeah. And so he shoots him again, <laughs> and he goes down again. Falls down a flight of stairs, and he's like, "Whoa, that's you can't." That's just. Unloaded like twenty bullets in this guy. There's no way he's alive. I'm, I'm gonna go look at this guy's fly jacket. I think I want it. And comes back to life like a, every classic slasher villain. Grabs his leg. I don't know, I forget. I forget how he killed him. How did he kill him? Did they even show him killed killed Tom? Uh I don't know. He, sorry, he took a header down the stairs and. Who knows? And up again. Yeah, I remember him falling on the stairs. He grabs Tom's leg. Yeah. Tom. And it's a bit of a scuffle. Yeah. No, you know, it's not as good of a punch up as Chuck Norris would do. To be, there's no roundhouse kicks or yeah. anything like that. So it's a little yeah. bit disappointing. Yeah, Aaron's but... eight, so we'll give him some room. Um, I think he strangled him. We'll go with Straight it. Straight up strangled him. Yeah. Okay, so he strangles Doctor Tom. Leaves him there, like hanging into the living room. So I'm gonna guess like another three, four hours later, Nancy finally shows up with that pizza. I mean, if you're from the <laughs> states, you know that pizza takes nine and a half hours to cook. A good pizza, a real pizza, right? A real <laughs> kind of Italian one that Steven Seagal would make from the she, old neighborhood. She, she drove from Dallas. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. She flew from Dallas to the Bronx to get a nice slice. Yeah, nice New York stuff. She bumped, in, bumped into Steven Seagal, had a bit of flirting and a bit oh. of a coraggio. Oh, oh, the cover was she had a six-pack of seltzer. It. She's like, I can only get this in New York. <laughs> and, and it turns out she didn't need to say anything because, as she finds out, Tom is dead. Mm. Or I don't even know if she even found out. But she walks in, fucking crazy guys there. Yeah, this was... Yeah, she finds find him dead in a yeah, floor. She... It's like, oh, God, young Alpacino's dead. Oh, oh man. No. This was the the only thing that was really creepy for me because, like, while she's, like, Tom's dad and holding his head. Eating a pizza, a slice of pizza. Eating a done. nice hey, man, slice. That shit, shit's getting cold, you know? <laughs> it's, like, eight hours cold at this point, so yeah. She's cutting a slice of bologna, <laughs> putting it on it. 
He's like, this is pretty good. But you Why have you put bologna on pizza. <laughs> and, uh, it's like a Seinfeld episode now. And thanks, George. But you have John in the background, just like lurching over. Do you remember that? Yeah, he was doing like some kind of gorilla like pose. Like it was some crazy shit. That that was the creepiest thing from this movie for and me. And it's what we've learned from horror movies, especially slasher movies. You immediately go to the highest point in the house that you can't escape. So she runs to the attic. Where the CDs are. Where the CDs are, <laughs> yep. the gathering dust. Yeah. And yep. that's what, if, you know what? If the CDs are in the, in the cell, uh, the, the basement or the attic, it's okay to go through them. The, I have to go into your house. Because obviously I've never been there. in your basement or your attic, yeah, but you're you saying never that's... never will because you're a fucking thief. <laughs> well, you're even worse than a thief because you just like to like touch people's shit and then walk away from it. It's like not good enough. Oh, I you. like to cough on it, too. I like to lick them. I like to spread germs. So we get a little. Ten- this is where we get tension, Griff, because she's like freaking out a little, hiding in the attic. He finds her, stabs her. I don't fucking remember. She's dead. No, she waits like five minutes. She's like, "I'm sick of reading the fucking thank you section of this in sync album. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna head back down there. I think he's gone. So she heads back down. And he's not. <laughs> Go ahead, Stu. Tell us about this. It's no, it's like the first rule of being chased by somebody is you stay where you're hiding for hours. For hours. I remember that from a kid. You do not go, oh, I think they're gone. I'm going to go yeah, out now. Because, no, that just leave the does, house. doesn't happen. No, she goes right to the attic. You do. Where there's no escape. Yeah. But, you know, hey, we're doing slasher movie logic, so it makes sense. That's true. This is before Scream where we right. actually learned the rules. <laughs> exactly. And so she she gets killed. And so now Allison shows up because I guess she she lives too far away for this next fuck rendezvous that she's going to have with Chuck. So she needs to freshen up at their house instead. Or maybe she's living with him. I don't know anything about Allison's life. I'm not judging. I don't know. What's happening? You mean Allison lives with them? Why? Because come on, it's America. She doesn't make enough being a secretary. You know what? In, in the early 80s, you could. You could make a living. Apparently she wasn't. She I don't know. I'm not. I don't know what their situation is. Was there was there like mail for her like laying out that you saw that you know that she lived here? Absolutely. He went. He went through the CDs. <laughs> he knows what she's like, got. There's no way. And there were there were there were no mixed way Tom in. and uh, Nancy would have these CDs. Exactly. Is... Tom, I already know. He's like a fish freak, and I hate him for it. <laughs> Nancy's got the Bjork thing going on. And then, yeah, obviously, Allison's got the country folk thing. You know, she's Brooks and Dunn. She's Carth Brooks. She's Urban Cowboy. That's yeah. Why she, that's why she likes Chuck so much, because he wears that cowboy hat hey, just so Well, wide. they call him Cowboy in this movie. So, obviously, I figured this all out from rifling through their CDs. Yes, Marie. I'm Columbo <laughs> of CDs. So, no, uh, the big clue is Chuck, a.k.a. Dan, I'm going to go home and get my stuff. I'll be back here in an hour. Apparently, she lives also as far as the pizza place because she drives for 14 hours, comes home, and is now starting to get her stuff to go back to Chuck's. Yeah, I think she like takes a shower. She freshens up. Yeah. And as she's putting her clothes on, she like closes the door. And what the fuck? Tom is hanging from the back of the door. I 
I like this about these brain dead killers where they have the know it all to be like, let me hide the body in this room. And also, let me hide this other body on the hanger of this room. Griff, they're not hiding. It's all about terrorizing this woman. He probably did this while she was taking a shower. He's all about mind games. See, I like it how you, uh, American hangers will support a body weight. If I have like more than three dressing gowns <laughs> on my hanger behind the door, it rips the goddamn yeah. thing out Dude, of the wood. I mean... So, American yeah. craftsmanship. I'm, I'm looking very at my impressive. front door right now, and it's about 45 pounds of solid American wood. You don't make I, it like that anymore. No. That sounds like Chuck Norris putting so many pounds of solid American <laughs> wood. Did I How how would you hang up how would you hang a body on one of those little hooks though? Uh, is it like the little label in the back of his shirt or something? Because I don't know. Uh, how, is there something is a special harness that you buy like, for like hanging bodies on doors? I or? have to imagine as a psychiatrist he's kind of a freak, so we had like uh body piercings. He was in just like Hellraiser. It might be like a Hellraiser type thing. I mean, I've been to Theater Bazaar where they had the body hanging people there, so I think that's kind of what he had going on. He's into like body suspension, you think? Yeah, I think so. Okay, makes sense. Uh, The beard, the psychology, the the. Also, I'm a surgeon, and also I'm a photographist. Yeah, I could see him being a photographist. (laughs) Photographer. What did I do? I take a picturist, yeah. So one of them ones, yeah. It's a photographer. <laughs> Either way, <laughs> she, she's freaking out now. So she runs out. She st- stumbles across Nancy's body, covered. Her hands are covered in blood. She runs out. You're thinking, oh shit, it's gonna be fucking John. Gonna finish the job. No, she runs into our man mm. Dan, aka Chuck. Yeah, Dan happened to be. Dr- oh, Chuck's life for fuck's sake. This is a, this is yet another shirt. Going to take <laughs> off. In about two minutes' time, because you've got blood on it. Thank you. Somebody get me oh, another shirt. Wow, in about an what hour. an excuse to take this shirt off. And this is his best country and western shirt, too. And okay, I will say, here's the thing I appreciate about it, Chuck. Leaves the chest hair. Yeah. Doesn't well, shave it. This is, well, this is the early 80s. Nobody shaved their fucking chest. Yeah. Well, Chuck couldn't, because his chest hair would break <laughs> razor blades. Yeah. Can't shave him. It's like well, Superman. Hey, Can't, it Bruce work. Lee ripped some of it out, so it's you know. Oh yeah, he did, didn't he? It shows you how badass Bruce Lee was. <laughs> and so uh, he's like, "All right, I'll call it in if I have to." You know, I just want to go to this fucking. I want to fuck you in our cabin, but you know, it's your brother, so I'll wait, call wait. it in. I'm I'm so confused about his earnings as a sheriff of a fucking small ass Dallas podunk town. Griff. People people cared about their employees at one time. I know you're too young to remember this, but you could actually make a living wage off one person. I mean, I did think that there's no way Allison could live on her paycheck. Well, that's why she wants to hook up with this catch, you know, Dan. Because he's, okay, he's so you're. Of, I got to believe if you're the sheriff of a city, you have to make enough money to live on your own. I'd hope so, but we saw Dan's place and it's fucking amazing. There's a helipad on that place. I mean, at one time, you could work at, like, GM and have a summer home up north. I mean... Yeah, when we cared about workers. Right. So this is still at that time. We're starting to not care anymore. Okay. So he's got the helipad. He's got the he's got the fucking mansion in the woods. Uh, uh, excuse me. Mountains. Mountains. Which, where are the mountains in Dallas? I have no idea. I have no idea where they're driving well, to. Obviously, they drive, like, hours they're everywhere. The pizza place to- is 10 hours away, so... <laughs> 
The Dallas Mountains are at Chuck's house. That's all you need to know. Yeah, are there? There's, are there mountain? There's no mountain range in Texas. No, it's there is a Dell. Dallas is almost yeah. as flat as Michigan, <laughs> except there's more Oriole rigs. Okay, so they call it in, and like this is you know this is the early '80s, Griff. So you're like this woman's hysterical. Put her on drugs. You know, oh yeah. She's like Charlie. Take her to take the her to the lab. Not even to a hospital. Take no. her to the lab. <laughs> and shoot her up with some morphine. I can do that. Charlie's all about it. I, I'm getting skeptical of Charlie at this point. Fuck Charlie. So, uh, Dan, he's talking to... Uh, he he uh, talks with Phil. He's like, I gotta talk to Phil. What's going on with this shit? With this uh, this John guy. I thought he was dead. Uh, you know, your buddy Tom, he, he's, or I think he doesn't even know. I think he doesn't know about John, right? At this time, he doesn't know about John. He just knows there's a crazy killer. Yeah. Uh, are we talking about Dan's affiliation with John? Yeah. <laughs> well, Dan talk, he goes to Phil. While while she's being medic medicated, air quotes, downstairs, he's talking with Phil about, about Tom being found dead. And Tom yeah. is... Tom, it's finally hitting him. He's just like, oh, Phil. shit. We, I played God for too long. Like, what have I done? My best friend is dead now. It, and so Dan's like, yeah, okay, well, I'm going to go check on Allison. So he goes down there. Phil by himself. He's got a drink out. He's just like, oh, my God, why did I, why did I bring this psycho killer back to life? Yeah. I gotta end it. We have to kill this guy because I because yeah because I think um, John comes goes back to the lab right like after he yeah like he's just drawn back to the lab for some reason for whatever reason Frankenstein's monster comes back to Doctor Frankenstein right. so he's a homing yeah. killer he's got to part he's part he's got to recharge his batteries get some of that mitogen thirty five that's it because I think he. Like, give me a script. Give, give me some dialogue for God's sake. Like, like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'd he love had, for. Is it like like the Born Legacy? It was like, give me the chems, give me the chems, <laughs> give me the chems, give me the pills, <laughs> give me the pills, like that. Yeah. Sort of it, thing. It, it, it had to be. He's There's like no... Richie with that crack, man. He just got to get back. Oh get shit! It. I forgot my crack pipe at the lab. <laughs> got to get back there. So he's on the Frankenstein table, and like Paul, the other doctor, is like, what, you know, overseeing him. And like, so. Weren't they playing dumb to it? Like, no, he's been here the whole time. I don't remember. I don't know. But I do know that Paul is just like, look, if Tom's dead, there's no way anybody else did it. It's got to be John. He went missing for two hours. We got to kill him. So I got. Uh, Sulfuric acid right here, prepared. I'll pop it in a syringe. Uh, there's no science that allows this to work. As soon as that uh, a sulfuric acid would be drawn into that syringe, it's gone. But he this draws it This is a special sulfuric acid syringe, though. Oh. It's specifically for injecting people with sulfuric acid. I would... Some of that New Jersey <laughs> shit, like that dodgy yeah, dog food. Don't from, give me none of that radioactive. That's what it is. <laughs> it is that radioactive <laughs> New Jersey syringe. And so, of course, it yeah. can handle 
a sulfuric acid with no problem. I think it was some seltzer. You think it was just seltzer? <laughs> yeah, some seltzer water. And you ever try to inject that shit? It's not a good thing. But you get air bubbles. You know they say like you don't get an air bubble in a in an injection will kill you. I don't know, but when you put it in John, what might happen? So of course, like in every movie, you got to put it in the neck. You can't just put it in like the, an IV tube or in the arm. It's got to be in the neck. So it gives in the neck, and then we we get the readout, the e e uh, EKG readout. And yeah, it goes. And then it starts work, and then he like leaves, right? He takes off. Yeah. So, so we got um, Phil in his office, and he's just contemplating what he's just done as Frankenstein. And we got Paul walking off towards him. Apparently, Phil's office is underground. I don't know. <laughs> that that doesn't seem to be foreshadowing at all. Uh, but while Paul's walking there. It's this weird corridor. It's dark. There's pipes everywhere. It's dripping. And he turns around, and there's John standing there in his fucking uh, crazy Logan's Run outfit, socks pulled over his shoes. He's trying to cut weight, so he's got he's like sweating. <laughs> well, he sweats this whole movie. Yeah, you would too if you were in a plastic sweatsuit. I mean, it's a sweatsuit for a reason. That's because he lost his. He lost his script. That's why he's, he's like, "I'm going to get thrown off the set because I haven't said any lines in like he just said an, an hour. hour for sure." I'm losing That's it. That's why I swear. I'm losing it, Doug. Yeah, that was his only line. <laughs> and then that was it. Was he good at least yeah, as a? He lost lost his. Was script. he at least good as a creepy person with no lines? Uh, I think so. I think he was sort of part sort of freaky ninja cat meets <laughs> serial killer. So it was okay. It's a I mean, he person. really, it's like he's laying on a table for most of the time. Then right. he's stalking two people. Did that okay. you got to wonder what his audition was like. It's like, just stand there and just stare at us. Yep, I have to do. imagine being like, hey, kind of, that, would, that would knock your confidence. <laughs> I think you, you just had to be 5'10". Just so your songs are taller than Chuck Norris. Yeah. You get the job. For sure. I, I have to... It certainly wasn't like, how well can you wield an axe? <laughs> he failed on that one. I think that's the one he passed on. They were like, hey, chop some of this wood over here, and he did that. And they were like, that is so unsettling. You got the job. <laughs> they are like, well, our killer won't be an axe murderer. We know that much. <laughs> so, yeah, so he starts stalking Paul. Paul whips out the he, – he just killed – tried to kill the guy with the – somehow the second time's going to work. These guys never learn. It's like – Oh, I'll shoot him a second time, and that'll work. So he pulls out the syringe again. Did you notice, like, it was obviously, like, a rubber syringe because the yeah. needle's totally bent? It was It was <laughs> interesting. And then there's a struggle, and then Kirby gets a hold of the syringe, puts it in Paul's neck, kills Paul. Well, that's going on. We, we, we need some... Re- we need some relaxation from all this tension, Griff. So we got to go back to your favorite character, my least favorite character, Charlie, watching over... Yay. Watching over drugged out Allison, doing his best <laughs> Robert De Niro impression from Taxi Driver. This is great. What are you talking about? Yeah. This movie gives you everything. The full spectrum. You get a horror, whatever Chuck Norris is, and Charlie for the comedy. It's perfect. So he's doing the, the, the Taxi Driver. You talking to me, Routine. 
At this point, he has a squirt gun. Even like Chuck knows you're not allowed to have a gun anymore. Did they take his gun away from him? Yeah, I think he did. And so, fine. We, you know, we've just released our tension, Griff. We're like, God, that Charlie's so hilarious with his Robert De Niro impersonation. I'm kind of warming up to him. No, I hate him. So, uh, <laughs> Phil, he's got a nice uh, tumbler of uh, scotch. He's he's thinking about like, man. My friend's dead because of me. I should have just, you know, shouldn't have fucked with that mutagen 35. I should have just let that psycho killer die. Well, that's going on. Kirby shows up. And like you pointed out earlier, he's doing that weird kind of like gorilla walk. I don't know what it is where he's like yeah. got his arms down on the ground. He's like crouched down. I mean, Stuart, how did you feel about this as like Frankenstein meeting his monster type of scene? Oh god, yeah, it is. Yeah, I read about that online. It's like Frankenstein. It's like, yep, this is definitely the Frankenstein. Yeah. Chuck Norris. Chuck Chuck Norris. And what about the the Very face strange. caressing? You think you think Frankenstein would get in on there on his monster? Uh, I, I was hoping <laughs> not. It's, it's a bit, I mean, you know, I'm all for enjoying your work, but that's a bit too. A bit too enjoying it. Where did you get those it, really. shoes from, Monster? They're great. Did you think Billy Drago coached him on that face caressing scene? Because it was very not well enough. I think if Billy Drago fully coached him, the, it would have been. So I think he's better. on the ninth level of Billy Drago acting. He's not even had a hot dog yet. Yeah. No, it's more like on the Ivan Drago sort of <laughs> bit of acting, well, really. Isn't it? You guys are right because it doesn't work on the monster, and he snaps Phil's neck. It, it's looking like Phil has a breakthrough. Like he's got that giant gap to smile just blaring at he you. He thinks he's getting through to Kirby, but Kirby's no, he's dead inside. I mean, this is technically a line from John. It's just <laughs> losing. It so down. I mean, that's something. True, he'll get paid a little bit extra for that because he's got dialogue. I mean, so you know, sorry. I I know you work on movies too. If you said, Griff, I need you to fly out, I want you. I have a line, one line. I want you to do it in my movie. It may be cut. I'd probably still do it. Yeah, yeah. Would you? I'll remember that. I'll write it into no, my next one. Go ahead. Yep. Well, trust me, he can really call on his. If you ever need like a scumbag villain role, he can totally call on back on his past. If you need a guy flipping through CDs, <laughs> it's me. <laughs> you can you can flip through all the CDs that my friend passed on to me. Right. Just uh, have a look. And I can do that. Cycle profiling. Uh, maybe a hot dog vendor. You can do that. A horrible Chicago accent. Got that for days. Can can you do a, as good a Brooklyn accent as Mr. Seagal? Oh, uh, yeah. To... I'll take that grandma slice over there next to the other one. <laughs> Yo, Tony, <laughs> Richie, Vinny. <laughs> Meet Coraggio. me at the tube. That's the best I can do. <laughs> I think I'm going to call Garage. Look at me and my... Can you wear a beret? That's, you'd have Murray, to wear that. what do you think? Let's get... Imagine me with the beret right now. I'm just, looks pretty good to me. Looks pretty yeah. All right. So if you need a guy with the beret, there you go. You're hired. Do you have like a billowy blouse you can wear? 
Whew. Um, I'll get one. I'll happily get one. <laughs> so our man John, he, this, this is this is giant hospital lab. I don't know what the fuck this place is, Griff. But he somehow manages to find Allison and Charlie. And this is my favorite scene because this is a scene where he puts Charlie in a bear hug and crushes him to death. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh. Poor yeah, Charlie. we Poor we've kind of overshadowed the fact that uh, Charlie ran into. Well, Phil got killed, and then uh, John's on the loose. He finds Charlie, and well, what happens is he's strangling a guard on the outside, and Charlie hears that. Yeah. And, oh, he's, like, got cookie crumbs all over himself. Yeah, he, he was offering Allison cookies. He gave her... <laughs> Trying to find a vending oh, machine. He gives her, like, a half-eaten cookie. Sorry, I ate them all. <laughs> Aren't I adorable? <laughs> and she's just like, give me more morphine. <laughs> <laughs> that is very American. Give me the opioids, please. And so he then he stumbles out, and then john applies the bear hug it's like fucking andre the giant and hulk hogan at wrestlemania three all over again he he does the three arm thing. allison comes out and checks his arm lifts yeah, it, drops drops it. it. <laughs> sadly unlike hulk hogan he doesn't hulk up he actually gets his Hold like back broke Stuart, does that scan the three arm thing do you get do you understand what we mean by that <laughs> okay. no so there's this thing in wrestling that we do here in america where people would put each other in chokeholds, and to find out if they were still a- yep. conscious, they would lift their arm and drop it three times. <laughs> so, oh, wow. if okay. Hulk Hogan the third time, it would just stop, and then he would raise up yeah. and start pointing up in the air, and he would talk. Right when it was about to uh, hit the, wow. the, the ring to count them out. So, it was a big pop moment for wrestling. It's it's wonderful. So Charlie does that. Well, no, he doesn't. He dies. <laughs> you fucking asshole. Yep. <laughs> Meanwhile, Dan, I forget where Dan. Who's Dan been up to? Well, Dan's just been like driving around. Like, man, <laughs> where's a pizza place? I can't find a fucking pizza place in this goddamn he's town. Got that, he's got that loaf of bologna on the passenger side. He's cutting <laughs> off a slice. <laughs> He was uh, he was out by new shirts. <laughs> You're right. Wait a minute. He, will he had to go home some. and get a new yeah, shirt, new that's what it was. And he heads back. He heads back to the the uh, lab, hospital, whatever the fuck institute, this place is. haunted asylum. I don't know. All I know is everyone's dead in it <laughs> because he he finds the elderly security guard. Not he in got the bonked as well in the head, and then he finds Charlie. So we get the scene where, like, we go back and forth. Chuck looking for Allison. Allison hiding from Kirby. And uh, we get a lot of that. We get, like, five minutes of this cat and mouse. It was a lot. They're they're really... Is this this a good tension technique? It kind of worked in Halloween 2, but it's not really working so well in... Because I one. was, like, on board for this movie for the most part, but then we started getting to these scenes where it was just, like, Allison walking around, and then uh, I didn't get it at first, but then I was like, oh, this is first-person John. I was like, this this, this doesn't scan. This is Neggy. <laughs> this is Neggy hot. 
Um, yeah, I found... I, I think the fight scenes of this movie were more realistic to, like, a real fight would be. Like, not... That's boring. I don't watch action movies for like realistic fights. I I thought the choreography is pretty weak in this movie. I will say that much. I mean, Chuck can't perform, so I think well, that was a lot. Now of he was only like forty years old. I love how you act like Chuck Norris never won like a martial arts tournament in his life. I don't know. <laughs> or like six of them. I I don't know. It's just yep. like what I he see. trained with Bruce Lee. That's fine. I and I think if you're trying to say like he trained with Bruce Lee. And then there's this movie. I think that is bad for him. I don't think that. Yeah, but that's because this film had a, had a bad photographer. Okay, exactly. Who was capturing it all? Thank you. Then worry I, about it. Just bad photography. Taking your word on this. The photographiology of this movie was bullshit. <laughs> I don't even know what I, I said. Photographiology was all was I know terrible. is when I go yeah. back and listen to it and be like, "Yep, that was another." I grift that moment. So, yeah, it's like 10 interminable minutes of just looking. He's like, oh, it really that? is. Finally stumbles across our boy, Charlie, clinging to life. Just because he wanted to see, to see Chuck one last time. I think he would have died. Holy shit, we're going back. Okay. I'm so confused on where we are at this point. Well, so, Dan finds Charlie. Al- yes, Allison is still hiding from Kirby. He finds Charlie. I'm feeling cold, you know, that kind of, you know, yeah. I'm dying kind of bullshit. So cold. <laughs> and then so Chuck has to make sure, so he grabs his arm, drops it once. Oh, yeah. Two. Sadly, Griff. Three. Right before Dead. that third one goes down. Because <laughs> you can see, like, yeah. he's he's just waiting for him that third time because Charlie's like a tease like Hulk Hogan. He this was the most tension time. in the movie I can recall. And so his eyes are lighting up. He's like, he's going to do it. And then the, hand, the, the big chubby hand just goes splat. Right on that cookie bowl. <laughs> it was, it was kind of weird how he was eating like raw cookie dough like while he was dying. Like, where did hey. he find a bowl of cookie dough? I, but he had it. This is how us American obese people do it, man. Yeah, I, I, I could just imagine his insulin bill. Shit. <laughs> So uh, Chuck finally stumbles upon Kirby. They're, I think they're in the room with Phil's dead body. And I think Chuck just fucking drop kicks him out a window. He shoots him first. Well, yeah, he shoots him like twice through through a uh, through the jumpsuit that doesn't seem to have the holes <laughs> in it previously had. So he's, he's well, obviously got extra jumpsuits. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. So, is that what it is? It's technology. Mutagen 35. So it heals. I'm yeah. glad yeah. you brought that up because I have an issue later in the movie. It's but. just like um, Allison gets caught by John. She screams. Dan hears the scream and then he comes running. And okay. he. Th- this is where we get that interaction. And he shoots him. Shoots him. And of course, it doesn't work. Yeah. Wakanda technology forever. So he's like, I guess I got to <laughs> fucking drop kick this motherfucker. So he drop kicks him out a window. Like They're like the 10th floor. Fair. It should have been a rocket launcher. Oh, God, but, yes, know. it should have been. Chuck, it, I mean, Charles Bronson would have used a rocket launcher. It, it, apparently, it took Aaron Norris or Mike Norris, whoever the stunt coordinator, many of days to get this perfected. Because you noticed uh, the guy falling out of the window was real. 
Yeah. Very, Very good cool. old days. Was that the scriptwriter? He just like kicked yeah. him out a window. And get out. <laughs> this was the good old days of action when stuntmen actually did stunts instead of like I, CGI yeah. shit. And so, like, he's got to be dead, right, Griff? I mean, he fell ten stories. Not even Wolverine could survive that. Oh yeah. I mean, we get that nice overhead shot of him just like limp, bloodied, glass everywhere. He's dead. He's dead. And so Chuck goes down there to make sure. Holy shit, he's alive. So they do some kind of boring, like, wrestling, kind of grappling, rolling around on the dirt. And while that's going on, Allison jumps in a car, and she just hauls ass. She doesn't care who she hits. She just wants to hit somebody. So luckily, Chuck gets out of the way. She hits the dude. She says, Chuck, get in the car. Let's get the fuck out of here. Even that was a real scene, too. If you if you notice, like the guy was right there. And... Well, that that wasn't that impressive. They kind of just no. It's very obvious even in the movie. But so they think they're they're you know, home free. But no, he grabs on the bumper and another stunt, a real stunt. The guy's getting dragged. He climbs in the like he like busts out the back window or something. He climbs, climbs yeah. in. And uh, he's reaching for him. So Chuck just goes, I got an idea. Opens the door, kicks Allison out of a moving car. <laughs> he jumps out. We learn, I guess we learned that Kirby does not know how to drive because he grabs the wheel, but Jesus does not take the wheel this time. And fortunately, there's like a little cliff. Go over it. The, fit, the law of you know, car chases, if you crash, your car explodes car explodes guy gets out he's covered in fire he's burning up thankfully there's a lake nearby dives in the lake he's got to be dead right Griff I mean God, he's dead no way he's yeah he's back. gone I mean wrong it... <laughs> no dumb what out, and I'm glad you pointed out because not only does his sweatsuit heal bullets it heals it's fine. Uh, flames, because it's just a little, <laughs> it's just charred a little. Like, you know, he was like on fucking fire. But no, the suit is still intact. <laughs> and at this point, I'm like, God, can the movie end already? Like, how many times can he fight this guy? Well, it turns out one more time. Because he do some more yep. grappling. Chucks does a bunch of, like, kick him in the stomach roundhouses. Like you said, he can't get it high enough to kick him in the head. I mean, were any of us impressed with well, you you can't in those in those jeans. You couldn't, could well, you? Denim. It's not very flexible. I think he already had his action gene line at this point. Well, maybe these were like uh these were action gene thirty fours, not thirty five, so they didn't work out. Oh. Uh, <laughs> God damn it! So you're maybe right. yeah. After this movie, he's like, dude, it's too tight in the crotch. I can't keep people in the face with these. Because th- this is another thing. I was completely unimpressed with this fight, especially. And they were doing, like, multiple shots of a single kick. Well, yeah, like I said, it probably is more of a realistic fight, like if two crazy people were fighting. But it, I, this is a movie. We need, we want fight choreography. We want to see some crazy-ass shit we've never seen before, and it was pretty dull. Yeah. And once again, no music playing. I never noticed how important background music is because it was just, ugh, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, you're hearing those very dull sound effects. I mean, is that is that is that not 
horrible? Yes, it's cheap. That's what it well, is. It's cheap. Is it cheap just because the music is missing, or is it cheap because it's a bad sound effect? Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you already know he doesn't like anything about this movie, no. so yeah, he's going to say. No, I, I like I like the fact it wasn't longer. <laughs> there you go. Um, I like the fact. I like the fact that it. Uh, yeah, there I like the fact it wasn't longer. No, I like the fact I've watched it, <laughs> and I like the fact that I get to talk about talk about it with you guys. And I've I've actually seen a Chuck Norris film where he doesn't have a beard. <laughs> and- and there was there was a lot of boobs in the in the film, which was also that's good. Sex in I'm okay with I guarantee that. you've never seen before. I know I have never seen that. It's no. possible. I... The only thing I've seen Chuck Norris go inside was the plane <laughs> in the Delta Force. <laughs> and he needed Steve I James this movie. to do that. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Steve James holding it. <laughs> All right, buddy. This is how it's gonna be. That sounds like the kind of disrespectful chew, thing. Chew some gum so your ears James. don't pop. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> as luck would have it, there's just a well, like, out in the middle of nowhere. Dude, there is. I, again, I'm sorry to go back to wrestling. It's Undertaker's <laughs> tombstone into a fucking uh, coffin match. That's what okay. it is. Or well, he could be Kane because he was on fire. Or Kane. As we totally, Stuart's like, what the fuck are you talking about? We're talking about dumb wrestling. So <laughs> Chuck's like, oh, okay, I'll just throw him in this well. And, of course, he fucks that up. So the guy throws Chuck in the well. So Chuck's dangling by one arm. Allison, she's she's the ride or die bitch. So she jumps on the back of the yeah. guy. Get off of him. Gives Chuck enough time to get back up. And then doesn't he just do another, like, flying kick and knocks the guy? Five more cuts. Yeah. Of a kick. Guy falls down the well. It's like, get down our <laughs> well, bitch. So it kicks him right right down the hole. All done. There's no way a guy c- could survive a fall down a well. Not not at all. He's, you know, he, he did survive a fall out of probably a 100-foot window, <laughs> but if he's falling down a hole into water, right. he's gone. He's so, I say he's done. Are you trying to tell me there's a chance to... You never, you never know. know. Well, they don't know because they walk off. Possible. But yeah, at the very last, right before the credits cut, Griff, jump leaps out of the water and goes, <laughs> and they set up the sequel that thankfully never happened. No. Why did it not happen? Do you think they didn't want to go for the, the, the shirt budget for <laughs> Chuck Norris? I, I think it maybe the sack budget was through the roof. I think it just made no money, like every reason why sequels don't get made. Mm. I, I think Mike and Aaron Aaron Norris's prices went up, so they're like, we can't do it. I think the, the guy who played the monsters rate went up. He's like, you want me back? We got to give me this, this, and this. And they're like, we can't afford you. They're telling me I could put a mask on and do the same movie for ha- or for double the price. Yeah. The- See, I heard the guy who wrote the first one couldn't do the second one because he had to go to high school, <laughs> like a couple of years Sorry, after. Sorry, Dad. That's go that's what school. I read. Oh man! <laughs> so we uh, October started off with a bang, Griff. I mean, I I love seeing 
Chuck get freaky. I mean, we're all we all agree on that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. I, yep. I mean, Invasion USA, I think, is still my favorite Chuck movie, but. See, mine's, mine's the Delta Force, the first that one. one. I, I love that film. <laughs> yeah, it's because Steve James is in it. We get it's it. a, yeah, but this is the first one I can think of where uh, Chuck didn't rely on a sidekick because his sidekick is Charlie. Yeah, but he had to have a sidekick. I don't know. I guess. Yeah. But if Chuck is fucking and taking his shirt off, he can kind of do his own thing. No, I was impressed. He actually showed a kind of an emotion in this movie, which I've never seen before. Oh, it was very close. Yeah, he almost was human in this movie, and I appreciate that. It wasn't an emotion he showed, it was an <laughs> erection. You got your words back a little bit. I mean, those scenes were tight. <laughs> Several times. They, they were. were. I mean, the sh- <laughs> you don't want to watch them on a 4K TV, that's quite... Just, I, how's it, how, how does that fare up with a normal 720p monitor where I'm holding a magnifying glass to it. Is that about the same? Yeah, you don't you don't need a magnifying glass to see the bulge in Chuck's on the, on a 55-inch 4K TV. I might have been missing some of the bulge no. by using the magnifying glass. I'm one step away. If I, if I watch this film through my uh, PlayStation VR headset, then that would be a whole <laughs> new dimension. So, Stuart, thank you. We always love having you on. <laughs> Sorry for all the issues we've had today. I love. Oh, uh, do you know what? In my podcasting career, so to speak, I have had so many, so many uh, technical issues and stuff. So it's it's. I am right there with you. Feel I've more than welcome to invite us either or onto your podcast. Just, <laughs> just sit for two hours. <laughs> yeah, just to have a sit for an hour and a half. Be like, oh, actually, sorry guys, not going to work because. We deserve it. Yeah, I just be like, can't hear you guys, yep. can't hear you. And I can hear you all along. And I go, set- nope, no, oh, nope, you're gone again. Set no. it up for it's like four in the morning for us here, you know, so we you know, really get the same feeling. Oh, hell, oh, hell yeah. yeah. Four in the morning on Christmas Eve, that's what I'll do, or Thanksgiving Eve if it's such a thing. Thanksgiving Eve. Oh, no, that's absolutely a thing. I'd be available if you need. Is that a thing? Oh, I'll need me. Brilliant. All day. <laughs> Keep you there all day long. You guys can talk. A Steven Seagalathon talking about the best photographers in the world. <laughs> rifling through CDs. Like, oh, yeah, I remember going through this guy. That, that could do. We could do a podcast. I'll just, we'll just sit there and go through each other's I, CDs. Oh. That well, work. Griff doesn't have any, so. That'd be good. I think I still have a box tucked away. Oh. I mean, really, Stuart jogged my memory. I think I have a box tucked away of CDs. It's mostly Limp Bizkit. You'd love it. Mm. Wow. <laughs> Mine's mostly mine's mostly film soundtracks. I actually have the soundtrack to Cobra. There's a yes, soundtrack I do. to that. I love that soundtrack. <laughs> oh God, yeah, there is. So I got it on CD. Let me know yeah. when you get the soundtrack to Silent Rage because I want to hear that uh, Katie Seagal song one more I'll, time. I'll I'll, pl- I'll play it as an outro. It's like the only song on it. Oh, brilliant! Well done, so, Katie. Okay, we want to get you off, uh, Stuart. You need to get to get to bed. So we've like had said, you for three hours now. <laughs> Yeah, I promise. Next time we'll figure oh, this fine. out. If there's going to be a next, time. <laughs> it was not a problem. Not so, a problem yeah, whatsoever. Yeah. Hopefully, if things work out, I want to have you back one more time before the year ends. We got to get that Death Wish four episode out. So oh. we do because I rewatched number four and number five oh, back man. to back the other month in anticipation. Ever... So I will I happily watch them again. Five. Great. Yeah. 
Oh, Fives of Treat. It is, yeah, it's the, uh, I'll hire you to go take out drug I... dealers. Number five is all about the fashion industry. I feel industry. like we need to talk about this, but it is. I feel like we have to do a special episode for four and five where we just talk about it in a whole yep. and not our usual cadence here. Okay, so yeah. I think at some point, I was thinking earlier on when I was watching some of the Rambo stuff, is uh, I think you guys need to do a Carol Cole sort of podcast as well where you cover stuff like Total Recall and... We- and a lot of the cheesy. Kind of, we were. Yeah. We wanted to do a Schwarzenegger one, and we were. That was like uh, that's on the list. We'll get the Total Recall, but uh, I mean, I, Schwarzenegger was my dude yeah. when I was a kid. So yeah, I definitely like to do some more Schwarzenegger movies. Same. But sometimes we want to, you know, get those really obscure ones every once in a while that people don't know about, like uh, Ring of Steel or Legion of what? Iron, Silent Rage. <laughs> Silent so you can Rage. warn them not to, not to. Watch it for an hour and a half. Just save yeah. their time. It's, Pop it uh, on your car. Good, you're a service. Look, man. Yep. <laughs> Did Chuck I? Norris might get your dick hard, <laughs> but it makes your brain soft. <laughs> All right, so. I I read I read that there's a final Chuck Norris thing that I read, because there's a lot of research on Chuck. He's a very, called Carlos. Yes. That's his real name, by the way. Chuck yep. is just a nickname. He in, Did you know he, he invented giraffes? What? Do you know that? That's true. Chuck Norris invented giraffes because he uppercutted uh, a horse. God damn oh my it. god! I love that you were prepared with these to pepper in here. <laughs> I thought we were going to end up uh, high out. True, true stuff. So Griff, next week as Shilocktober rolls on, Griff. Yes. The the House of Hammer. Kings of Horror, Golden Harvest, the Kings of Chopsaki. They're the chocolate and peanut butter movie studios, Grip. They're great apart, but they're so much better together. <laughs> Next week, Griff, we're going to do the co-production Hammer meets Shaw Brothers, Legend of the Seven Golden Vampires. Ooh, sounds interesting. Peter Cushing, the man he's back. Sadly, Christopher Lee's not here. They, there's a really bogus Dracula in it. But we're going to see some kung fu fighting. We're going to see cats as fast as lightning. And hopefully, it'll be a little bit frightening. Ooh. So I hope he, I know Stuart's going to join us. We're going to listen to it next week. But I hope everybody listens. I, I will be listening. My, my ears will be harder than Chuck Norris's <laughs> pants. I just imagine uh, Stuart like got a big two foot bologna to slice and <laughs> slices while eating, <laughs> eating it. Uh, so next week's Legend of the Seven Gold and Vampires, and uh, keep it warm. Hi. Did anybody see Richie? <laughs>